Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another episode of Lack of Focus, episode 70, Incoming Transmissions. I am your host, Ed Horn, and alongside me tonight, one Mr. Sean Dorsey. Sean, how's it going, my friend? Good, guys. How you doing? Good. And, of course, our producer extraordinaire, one Mr. Chris Sheriff. How cold it is in Canada right now? How many feet of snow do you have? Minus 35 today, before oh, wind chill. Good what, God. What's that in fake temperature after I... Chewed you out on oh that D and D. God, good God! Well, minus thirty-two times one point eight plus thirty-two. So yeah, big people can't, people can't do math in there. <laughs> it's cold, freaking cold. When you start getting below like negatives of anything, keeping uh, in mind minus thirty-one in Fahrenheit. Yeah, yeah, it freaking cold. Uh, so, wind chill took it down to minus forty something. I think. Good God! Yeah. I'd die. Would it, I, I would uh, just die. <laughs> well, I open my door to let the dogs out and then close it again. Then <laughs> they like they they well, remember the both greyhound crosses as well. So there's like no meat on them at all. Yeah. Um so Chase goes out for like forty five seconds, comes back in, and immediately wants to go back out again. And he'll just do that like five times until he's like covered the entire garden. <laughs> Like, all right, if I pee and sh- if I pee and shift, so I'll be able to get this. <laughs> yeah. All right. On this fairly very special episode of Lack of Focus, we finally have a glimpse behind the curtain of what AMG has planned for their miniatures line, which includes X-Wing, obviously the primary uh, game that we'll be covering. But there's a lot of other stuff that they revealed in their little one hour session. Um, So we're going to be covering a lot of that. Uh, Some interesting stuff was revealed, uh, stuff I'm really excited to see, actually. Um, Of course, we're going to lead in, though, with our flight deck, what we've been doing lately. Um, Chris, since you usually carry this segment anyway, why don't you just go for it? (laughs) Because... My mine consisted of I thought about playing games. I've got, but uh, there's something coming up at my local game store. I'm thinking about maybe doing, but not really. So yeah, go ahead, Chris. Carry us. Well, I played a game against one of the listeners on Discord. So Ooh. yeah, thanks, Peter. It was good fun. Did you do uh, uh, Vassal or TTS? Uh, Vassal. I'm not. I'm not learning something else. Yeah, no, at this juncture, yeah. I, 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 that's one of my get off my lawn kind of things. We, I don't know if we talked about it whenever we did the uh, the actual gameplay one. I don't know if we actually got it on on mic and on conversation, but it was really kind of disturbing almost that I was so used to going into a vassal um, lobby and seeing you know twenty thirty games going on with like ten people waiting in the lobbies looking for games, and when we went on, there was like one game that wasn't <laughs> us. That was. <laughs> I think I was on a little bit before you, and it was just me. And I was like, "Crap, did I not update something?" <laughs> Am I on the wrong it was version? Literally just me. So that yeah, was fine. I'd, I still prefer like, the muscle. Mick Muon, the the guy that's mostly responsible for getting all of that stuff out. It's a heck of a nice guy. Played a game with him in person whenever I was in Quebec. So I kind of feel bad that like some of his efforts are really going for naught. I do think that you're right, though. I think what's driving it is uh, Dion and his his team that are doing all the uh, the streaming and they're doing it on TTS because it does look better. I'm not, I, I, I looked into it and I watched a couple of Dion streams. Um, so I do agree that from a spectator standpoint it does look better than vassal does like that if if i were to draw a comparison as i often do with mtg vassal is very mtgo as in it does everything it does everything it's supposed to it just doesn't look 
pretty and shiny like MTG Arena does. But MTG Arena doesn't do all the things that, you know, MTGO does. So, I mean, yeah, I get it. I get it. Maybe, maybe whenever we start getting back to real games fast, we'll go back to province because I, I still have my preference. Yeah. Um, I, I just prefer it. I, it's harsh. It's Well, it's an unfair comparison, so I've not really given TTS a try. But we, well, we've gone over this multiple times now. If I want to play a computer game, I'm going to play a computer game. Mm-hmm. I'm playing X-Wing on Vassal because it's the only way for me to play X-Wing at the moment. And yeah, it's fine. But yeah, me and Peter had a game. Um, I ran... Um, I've completely forgot what list I took. <laughs> um, it was a scum list, I think. Was it scum? No, oh, I'm going to have to check. I'm going to check the tapes. Oh, I know what it was. I played a weird... Um, I'll pull the list up now. I've got it saved. I played a... I forgot to... Republic list. Ooh. Uh, with Anakin. Go figure. Um, it's not that one, not that one. Not that one. Oh, damn. Has it not saved it? Oh, maybe it didn't save it. Oh, did I do it? Fine. Okay, uh, this is terrible. All right, radio, I'm sorry. I'll pull my squad up and I'll just... Because we were chatting about it in private messages and stuff. Yeah, I wanted to try it with V-Wings with the... Um, the title um and see if i would eye on stuff and yeah it wasn't the best but it was good fun good good as long as you had a good time um so, so i had i had anakin was i'm sure i, I wrote it down it's so anakin where it's like 70 something points i'm just gonna rebuild it this is gonna be the easiest way isn't it i must have made it in a normal squad builder for some reason did you do is it that one no oh. Jesus, this is annoying. I'm just letting the dead air get more and more uncomfortable. Yeah, Yeah, making me feel real bad. I know. You know, only after doing podcasting for seven years, like, totally professional. Okay, so I took Anakin in the ETA 2, and I gave him uh, extreme maneuvers, an ion cannon, a... A whole upgrade because I played a um, hyperspace list. Um, I gave him not maximum ship, what's the other one? The reroll um, predator, that's the one. And did I give him an astromech? Maybe I gave him an alpha 77. Maybe I didn't give him an astromech. Maybe it didn't bother. 75 point Anakin feels about right. Then I had some of the initiative three. Uh, Shadow Squadron escorts for the V Wings, and I gave them all dedicated and the title for uh, Esk for the uh, um, the Ion effect because I think it's terrible. But I wanted to, to you know, just confirm my <laughs> confirm my fears. your suspicions. Then what was my last? Did I take? Oh, that, I took an arc. That was it because I like arcs and they're fun. They're good ship. I like that ship. Yeah, this is all coming together. I remember this. Yeah, looks about right. Um, and he had Paul Coon as crew. Yeah. And then probably some adults. I can't remember. Talent. Yeah. Yeah. Should have recorded. So, r- roughly. It was a while ago now. It was the day after we recorded last time. So it's been oh, two weeks. Okay. So I had Anakin with Extreme Maneuvers, Iron Cannon, Hulk Grade Predator, um, two of the V Wings with uh, Dedicated and the R4 Astromex for the easier turns. 
and um, the uh, Ion title, as I said, and then an arc with Paul Kuhn on board. And he played Bosk and um, two generic fire sprays. Yeah, I thought it was good. It was really good, actually. I thought it was one that Sean would like, I think, if you'd have got to see the game, Sean. Yeah. And you you would have really liked that list because it's got two fire sprays with, I think he had um, thermal detonators as the bombs because you get the extra options on if you drop it at range two or range one because you drop two around and stuff. So just for versatility on that. And then he had the um, stupid, oh, what's the crew card? Um, the new crew where you, it, you put the hidden condition down. I forgot what she's called now. Um, but it was just, it was pretty cool. Um, and it's a, lot, I, it's a lot of hip hole and shield. It, it's a lot of arcs to try and not be in with Anakin. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I lost by about thirty points, but. Uh, he blew up one V-Wing and half-pointed basically the rest of my list. Um, obviously, I, I've, I put Anakin in one really dangerous position to try and push extra damage through, but one of his fire sprays like, limped away with one health by two turns in a row. I just couldn't kill it with the shots I put in. Because um, I wanted to go for two fire sprays first because I thought I can avoid the big arc from Bosk in later rounds, easier than I can the front back arc from the fire sprays. Um, and obviously the fire sprays have got K-turns and stuff, so it's like, if I can drag Bosk around a little bit, I'll probably take a little bit of fire in the early rounds. But if I can deal with the fire sprays, I can point away in the late game, half-point Bosk as well, and then it shouldn't matter. But, um, yeah, Bosk got... I... I've, Thing I he rolled he rolled a good amount of crits with Bosk, so it was terrifying. Because if I didn't I evade everything, I was taking two damage. Because if one crit gets through, it cancels. The, you know, I did it to you in yep, our game. You did it to me um, in mine. Yeah, if one crit gets through, it's two damage, and Anakin's only got um, four health. So one crit on Anakin puts him to half. Two crits on Anakin kills him. Uh, yeah, this is uh, scary. Um, but it was a really good game, uh, and just like chatting while we're playing, but good fun. I really liked the list. I I don't know that I'd steal it, but I think it's definitely one for you, Sean, that you'd really enjoy. And yeah, fire sprays are great because of the one straight. It's just it makes them so devastating. Yeah, and just time on target as well. I I think he got like near enough three shots a turn every turn just because like front and back arc, and I had four ships and one of them's an arc, so I, it wasn't a massively squirrely list on my side, but yeah, it's good fun. And then Paul was um, was pretty good, actually. I enjoyed using the, the purple reinforce. It definitely gave me a little bit of extra chunk on that arc. So I kind of deployed it to face off against his fire sprays, and not, I was just going to run and just plink away my two dice at the back and just keep reinforcing the rear and just try and keep them out of the game where I got position with the rest of it, because the two V-Wings went around with Anakin at the start to give him dedicated, so that I, I had two re-rolls on defense, evade, and like two force, because I was spending one on um, extreme maneuvers. So I, I could do a hard one in the system phase before I revealed my dial and stuff. So <laughs> It was Cheer. pretty good. 
I enjoyed it. And then the ion cannon from Anakin paid off. I never ironed anything, but um, that extra die, so I could it let me take range three shots and feel comfortable I was going to do damage. Because normally the the full front arc's only two dice, but giving the ion gives you three. All right, if you shoot in range three, it's going to be like two dice normally. It goes up to three. So you, if you do one damage, you're happy. And if you do one damage, it's the same as a normal gun. So I wasn't yeah. overly worried about it. Um, well, and you said the same thing about the Iron Cam whenever we were playing with the Jumpmaster in our, in our game. Like It was kind of nice just to even have something to do with that arc. Oh yeah, I'm I'm 100% on board. I'm really enjoying the Iron Cannon at the moment. I I don't know that I'd go for a cheaper tractor beam because obviously that does zero damage. But just the ability to point that one damage on something is pretty strong. I like it. Good. But yeah, really good game. Um, Peter was a joy to sit down and play with. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that was my game of X-wing. Um, what else have I done? Because we talk about other stuff. I did a lot of work. I've been doing a bunch of commissions. Um, obviously, I've been talking about this for ages, but I finally feel like I'm getting caught up. Um, I like If you look behind me, the, these black boxes that the people can't see over here, there they are, there, these ones. That if, is, if you still did uh, video versions of our podcast, they would be able to see I that. was tempted today. I was going to do it, but then I got lazy because I was running late, so I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, these boxes, Ed, are filled with Sisters of Battle. Uh, all of the junk on the table is new junk on the table. The previous junk has been sorted and organized and processed, and I'm on to the next batch now. But I don't I don't know if I mentioned it last time, because I don't know if I'd committed to it or not, but I decided I'm going to do 365 models this year. No, I've not heard that. So... I was behind up until today. I'm going to pull up my spreadsheet to see Chris's goals 2021. So as of today, I am at 45 models, and it is the 42nd day of the year. Ooh, you're a little ahead. Yeah, I, this is because I painted a Bud Bowl, a Skaven Bud Bowl team of um, 18 models. So that oh, pushed wow. me ahead. I was behind up until then. But yeah, it's going well. Um, so that was good. Yeah, I think I painted in this last week. Did you see the Necromunda Death Maidens that I'd done previously? I most certainly did. Yeah, so I finished those. I did these three purple female, I think they're going to be for Necromunda as well, uh, miniatures, and then this Blood Bowl team. So I'm going to blast out a couple of uh, Imperial Legion models probably tomorrow, and that'll clear all, all I'll have left from that Imperial stuff. So will be an ATST and four speeder bikes. Then that takes me down to um, some Cyberpunk Red miniatures. Ooh, a, for, for some guy. Yeah. yeah. A, a um, Sisters of Battle Army. For some so, other guy. Yeah. A, a limited edition Luke Skywalker for that other guy again. <laughs> and then a, a Rebel Legion Army potentially for that guy again, depending on if he still wants it or not. Yeah, yeah. He's we think he still I've got some Blood Angels to do, um, and I'm working on some God-tier stuff for somebody else, but God-tier is a slow burn. It's like one box of five or six models that I can do at my leisure. Uh, the Blood Angels, I want to 
it's like half the Indominus box and my fist on, and then that's kind of done. And then I might be able to like work on my own stuff. But, um, I should send I, you. My, I should send you my Space Hulk stuff. Ooh, which edition? Sweet. What you should do second, I think. Oh, yeah, that's third edition, I think. So it was okay. two really old ones, and then one from the mid two thousands. Yeah, and then they redid it. But yeah, um, the Terminators from that are selling for like fifty bucks a model, Sean. So yeah. you could yeah. you could just like, make make it into cash money instead. Nope. And the, the, and then go buy the new edition. The Gene Steelers in that new edition so are once. awesome. I just I really love the models in that game. The, the yeah, beautiful. Yeah, Chris, I've, only, I've only played it twice, but it's such a fun game because you know it's it's just kind of gives you that kind of the alien feel, you know, yeah. along yes. with the Warhammer feel. Kind of makes you cool. wonder what yeah. Games Workshop came up with the idea for the entire Tyranid race. I can't th- can't imagine. <laughs> Chris, no, I'm no. looking at the Skaven team that you did. Those are the old school Skaven. Those are like third edition, like right. Yep. Those are those are nice. I don't know who has that team. That is first of all, you did a gorgeous job on them. I love the paint job that you did on them, but I love the fact that it's the old school ones. Do you want to know and, how many hours that was? Yes, I do. So I started them yesterday. Really? At about five thirty when Jill got home from work. And apart from the bases, which I finished this morning, I stopped for lunch and was and watched an episode of House with Jill at about ten to ten. So maybe four and a half, five hours painting on them. Yeah, that rat ogre's hot. I like that. That you're getting good. <laughs> you're getting just, pretty good. Just cheat, man. Don't just cheat. It's all good. Five hours work, eighteen models, including a big guy. I'll take it. I've got mine sitting in the back. That's kind of part of my flight deck too. I've dusted off my. They're they're the new ones. Whenever they re-released, I guess this is the third. Hang on, I'm trying to figure out what edition because I know they're re- they re-released Blood Bowl with a new rule set. Like everything's completely new. So there's a new the new new Blood Bowl that's out now is just a new season. So it takes all the compendiums and like FAQs and just puts it into a new book. Yeah, but didn't Games Workshop oh. announce that they were going to be doing a whole new like revision of Blood Bowl? That's what. Yeah, it is. But it all right, so. Remember when they brought it out with a bigger pitch and the, the bases were slightly larger? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I've got that set yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. so oh, I love update, it. there's an updated version of that set, which I gather is effectively all <laughs> of the... Compa- yeah, because yeah, there's been like three Blood Bowl alma- almanacs or whatever they yeah, they're called like for the Blood Bowl. Books. Yeah, and it, it just like... Kind of takes all the little revisions from that and puts it into uh, one. Oh, I might have to pick that. Oh, I might have to pick that up. I'll get to that in my very minuscule light yeah. um, <laughs> uh, flight deck. Yeah. Um, did you have a look in the Patreon chat on the Discord Ed, as well? So you, 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 can't, you can't say what the picture is because this is super sneaky. But no, like this is properly exclusive for our patrons. Oh, he went. He clicked for chat, didn't he? He went to the flight deck chat instead of a flight check text channel. Yep, that's exactly what I did. Look at that. It's yeah, live, live broadcasting. Yeah. So, 
did, right. you, did you see the, the potential free swag I'm going to give away on the Create Discord server? Okay, so hang on. So I want to make sure I'm clicking the right thing now. You yeah. put it in the Patreon flight deck, correct? Yeah, click on Patreon flight deck and you'll see a picture. You can't say what the picture's of, but this is what I'm thinking of doing for a free swag for the uh, community event I'm helping run over there. I like it. Yeah. I, I, I will keep my mouth shut, but I like it. Well, it's pretty. I like it. So literally, the only other people who've seen that are the um, people who are helping run it, like Chris Allen and uh, Jeremy and Ryan Farmer are all helping. So Ryan did the design on it. And I was like, yeah, we could do we could do that. It'll be fun. And Jeremy, fun. Jeremy came up with a logo, like the text. And I was like, yeah. So I, I, that's the proof, like the first one. I like so, that. So, yeah, you should go and, because you're already in the Create Discord as well, so you should drop in. All you have to do is join the Tale of Painters and you commit to painting something, one thing of your choice for 10 months, so March through December, and then anyone who does all 10 will get one. We're going to send them out. That's all right. I've got plenty of stuff sitting right there over my shoulder that require paint slung on them. Yeah, but... By the time the episode's out, we might have decided exactly which one we're going to do. So we'll uh, we'll have probably other nights some of the swag and stuff as well. But okay, it looks it looks fun. I really enjoyed it, and Ryan did an awesome job on the logo, and they came out looking okay. So that arrived this morning. And for all of you who are listening to this, you have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> what you should do is go over to the uh, the Create Discord group and join that and do some painting if you like painting and potentially maybe get some free stuff well i think i might have to do that yeah and then um yeah that's it really i've not played any game i've like played zero computer games i've done like nothing i sorted my copies of hero quest because i I have a UK copy that's got a couple of the expansions that I brought over with me, but it's getting a little bit battered. So there was a used copy in the store that the owner bought off someone for 20 bucks, Canadian, which was missing a few pieces. But I was like, oh, well, I'll just grab that and I can... Go, go ahead, finish your sentence. Yeah. I, I'll grab that and take, take it home and then I can try and make a better copy. But then... Uh, so I suppose I should say that that has been sitting in the car, in the car boot, in the in the trunk of the vehicle. In the trunk in the trunk. Yeah. For for us in the US, it's the trunk. Yeah, it's been sat in the trunk for about seven months. I only thought about it when the engine went in the car. I was like, I could sort that hero. Quest. Oh, it's still in the car. Um, <laughs> but it turns out the European Hero Quest and North American Hero Quest are actually two different games. So really, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it, it's they the were same both produced board. by Games Workshop. That's interesting. It, it's the same board and the same miniatures, but the North American version focuses more on being a classic dungeon crawler, where the map's more fixed and you go through and fight monsters who all have varying health pools. So in the UK one, you only see the rooms as you're going through them, and it's exploration. So you put the stuff on the board as they're exploring. So you do the lines of sight. All of the monsters only have one hit point, so the combat's easier. And like the some of the cards are different, and like the sorcerer doesn't have a spell deck in the UK one, but it does in the American one. That's yeah, no. that means you grew up with a different version of Hero Quest than yeah, I did. Which I discovered this week. But now I'm like, oh man, 
I can't get rid of. I can't only have one. I can eat both of them now. So I'm like, I now own two copies of Hero Quest. Um, I now and... want to play the European version because I've never like I have played Hero. Well, the, so the reason why I raised my hand when you started talking about like, oh, I've got this incomplete version of Heroes Quest is because I am missing three pieces from my set and I've never been able to find them. And I was like, oh, well, if Chris has got extra pieces and he's looking to get rid of like bits and pieces, maybe I can fill in and get my set back. I'd have, I'd have to get the box off the shelf and look. I have a list inside the box whenever I went to go through it. I yeah. think I'm missing, like one of the tables is missing, and I think the fighter miniature is missing is the two things I can think of at the top of my head. So there is, an, there is another used copy of Hero Quest in the store that's missing some of the... It basically doesn't have any of the Ark models in it, which is a shame because some of the Ark models from my second set are broken. I don't need them because I've got a full set and all the arcs from Keller's Keep, which are the same arcs again. But it right, would be well, nice to have it. But yeah. It's sitting but, on that shelf right there. I can touch it. Um, I will pull that list out and I'll tell you what pieces I miss because I know there is a handwritten list in there. This is the stuff I need to find. And I would so, love to get that back to, back to a full set. What we could do is when COVID's over and I can actually leave the country again and we do our FFG um, con, which is going to be really, really pointless because nothing will be at FFG anymore. But, <laughs> but damn it, we're going to Roseville, staying in the, uh, in the Radisson. Uh, I'll bring Hero Quest, the European version, and we can play through yeah, that. The European version. Um, yeah, no, I think that's a good idea because, well, so that makes me wonder if Atomic Mass Games, like, for... This is a little bit of a kind of a, a precursor to the stuff we're going to talk about later in the show, but like their they building can't be that big. Their whole staff was eight people prior to this switching over. So I'm curious if like when... Atomic Mass Games had 20 years of experience in the industry combined between those eight people. Okay, I'm not going to say that I've got more than I own, but it's okay. So Sean, <laughs> I want to make sure I'm like, are you hearing the same thing I am, where his mic is peaking out and then it, it yeah, dies? Yeah, it's, it peaks and then drops. Yeah, okay, I can like you're getting passionate that. about this one, and your mic's speaking yeah, out. Yeah, oh man. <laughs> what about up here? Is that any better? Yeah, no, that's better. It's, yeah, that's that's better. It, I noticed it the first time. I'm like, okay, maybe it's just my headphones. When you talk there in the second time, I'm like, no, 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 no. There's something up with it. There's something up with his mic. I, I sat up today and tried to, you know, enunciate and speak correctly. Look at so. that. But anyway, yeah, so now that you've mentioned that, yeah, no, I will I will give you, well, hell, if they've got a used copy, tell me what they want for it, especially if it's missing pieces. Most people will just, like, give that away. Well, I don't know about give it away, but I don't know how many nerds are still around that are old enough to play have played that game that still want to be able to complete their sets. Well, I ordered the new copy of Hero Quest as well. I heard. Is it the same? Well, how would you know? You played, <laughs> you played the wrong game. So from the the website FAQ, it says that it's an updated, like an FAQ'd version of the American version of the game with some, some, it says there's some changes, but it should feel the same as the American version. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, it's Games Workshop, so I'll buy it because I'm a... I don't know if it's actually going to go to retail or not. I don't know if you had to have backed the, uh, it wasn't Kickstarter. I think it's Hasbro Pulse, they call it. Yeah. And it's yeah, it was literally Hasbro releasing it so that they've released it so that the copyright stays intact. Correct. Interesting. So are they using yeah. Games Workshop miniatures? No, it's all um, new miniatures and stuff. Oh, damn it. I wish I had 
Why don't you tell me that would have been a Kickstarter I could have gotten behind? Like, like you see all of these Kickstarters all over the place. You see them all over the place, and I'm like, yeah, I could see it, but meh. I'll be You're honest like, with you, Ed. I was kind of underwhelmed by it. That's why I didn't, I didn't back it because of that. It just, to me, it just, I don't know. It just, it seemed very Hasbro. Nostalgia for me. I know, I know, I know. I have a very fond nostalgia for that game. I'm right there with Chris. I probably would have backed it. Look, so, like for example, like. One of the other games I've got up there is Dungeon. I don't know if you've ever played Dungeon. That was a TSR board game. It was kind of like a D&D kind of light. Um, Wizards of the Coast, about five years ago, re-released that game. And I've got the second copy on that one. So it's a little different than what I remember, but not that much. A little different. But it's still the same. It's everything that I remember it kind of being. And the kids and I have played that game. It's a great game. So now I've got the new version of Dungeon. I've got the old version. Just like I have my second edition version of Blood Bowl, where everything was all cardboard stock miniatures that you put into the slotted bases. And then I've got three other versions of Blood Bowl over there. I'm going to guess, and I don't be offended, I think you were probably a little bit too old for Hero Quest to have the same impact. Sean, you would have like... You were old enough that D&D would have been a game you could have just played when Hero Quest was a big thing. And, yeah, you know so, I, mean? so I, I knew about Hero Quest. A couple of my friends had it. I never played it. I've actually never played played Hero Quest. I've seen a lot of videos on it and stuff. And to me, it's like the the precursor to Descent, you know, and all those... Yeah, build your board type games. Descent, oh, hell no. We use that as a gateway drug for D&D. Like, hey, we've got this cool board game. We play this. Hey, we can yeah. get even better. <laughs> that was yeah. our, that's how we hooked people into D&D was to gateway yeah. drug of Hero Quest. Yeah, D&D, I was alive at the release of D&D, pretty, you know, the box sets and, you know, the red box, blue box, the whatever it was, the basic I set. Have, I still have set. mine. I still, well, you have the older ones. You probably have the first edition ones. Well, I, I did. I still, I still actually have the dice from the original box. The ones you filled in with the white crayon? Yeah, the white blue dice that came with the crayon in the yep. box. Um, I still have I've, those. That's the best 20 sided die for rolling crits. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, but. Oh, I can put loads of wax on this one. Oh, look at that. Just keep yeah, it in. Yeah, just weighed it down. <laughs> yeah, you know the trick. <laughs> the, the irony of it is, is that, so for me, and, and being in the Midwest, growing up in the Midwest, kind of that type of stuff really didn't hit here. It was like D&D, and then you had Dark Tower was probably a big game here. Oh, compared God, to- I was so upset. Whenever, like, so we had, when my wife and I moved uh, into a Bridgeville, PA, We've been in the house about three weeks and we had a flood and everything in our basement flooded. And my copy of Dark Tower was down there, ruined the whole thing. I was, I wanted to cry. That, my full box set of my Planescape stuff from D&D, second edition, all those box sets got ruined. I wanted to cry that day when I realized that I had lost that. And it's yeah. impossible to, like, you can find it online, but it's so expensive now. Well, yeah. Oh, they put it in the stall, just, just in the box. What? What a dark your tower! Your has everything. <laughs> well, I don't know. You have a copy of Dark Tower in your store. Uh, I don't know. My, Not speak anymore. To Greg. <laughs> Sean's going to buy it. Speak to Greg on Monday. I imagine so. <laughs> if it still uh, has, if, it still has if anyone knows, if anyone knows where to find one, Greg will know. Yeah, I, I almost actually uh, sent you a text about a game I was looking for um, because it's out of print. But then I found it on Amazon, and I could. It's a housewarming gift for somebody, so yeah. it's a game I needed to get quicker. They're moving Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah I won't. I won't, won't get it to Wednesday, but it's 
you know, oh, it's I saw, I saw Steve's Cyberpunk Red Rule book, which is the only book off your list that I was still waiting to come in. So that will move up your Cyberpunk Red miniatures so I can get them all shipped off together. Gotcha. So you got one in then? Uh, it's on the order that I placed yesterday, so it okay. should arrive mid middle of next week. Because I, ordered, me I ordered two copies. I ordered one for me, one for my son. I ordered one locally yeah. and then one through you. Um, yeah. I'll get my one for locally for me tomorrow, and then when I get all right. this stuff from you, I'll, I'll get the second copy for him. Okay. If you don't want it, I can... Um, no, 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 I can no, 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 no. That was the whole goal of this was, yeah. um, um, A, trying to source the damn thing was difficult, and B, it's just I wanted two copies, one for him. Um, did you get the reprint of Cyberpunk 2020, the 2019 reprint? Do you have that book? Because uh, we've got we've got a few of them in the store. Because I saw it and was like, "Is this a book Sean's waiting for? Why didn't I get a call for it?" So no, because the two books I was getting from you that were still left was the art book, yeah, the yellow and black art book, and then the yeah. source the the source book. Um, yeah. The I already have twenty twenty. I have two copy. I had two copies of it. I had what you would call second edition and then third edition, even though they don't edition them out. Right. Um, yeah. I gave I gave my son my third edition because I wanted my original copy that I bought in New Mexico in 1991. Um, I remember that book. Oh, there's a, yeah, a reprint of the second edition, I think it is, um, okay. that came out last year. It's literally like on the same crappy paper with the same crappy. Uh, it's a fateful reprint. You know, when FFG did the um, West End Star Wars reprint, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of like that. I almost bought yeah. those, but I still have those. So I, I bought it for no reason. Of course, yeah. I'm not. I, I was never interested. I didn't like. I mean, I know this is blasphemy for the Star Wars community, but I didn't like the West End version. I really liked what FFG put out, just for the simplicity of gaming. You know. Oh God, I loved. I loved West End Games' version of Star Wars. I loved the D6 system. And- so did you? Sorry, sure. Ed, go on. Go ahead. Uh, uh, I'm just. Did you get the new speeder book, Sean? The new ships and speeders, or whatever it is. No, like, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that there was a new book out. Yeah, I, th- I, I think it's a new Star Wars book by FFG, and I think it's the last one. So if you, I can grab one of those for you if yeah. you want that as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yep, 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 yep. Those yeah, last. So, bo- they're those all last coming back into. Co- Sorry, yeah, we're all coming back into stock now. So uh, yeah. we're all turning up. Anything you're missing, just let me know. But I think I, you said you I, got that would, be the, that would be the only thing I'd be missing. Then I have everything yeah. of the two that I of the of age and uh, edge and age. I have everything. If they yeah. put a new book out, either and red or white, then, then oh, I'll that's have. probably why you've missed them. So the black books that have the hollow writing, uh, generic Star Wars across all three. It's not Force and Destiny. Force and Destiny has the solid yellow. Okay. So I'll so I didn't even know that because they never put that really out there. You know, it was Force yeah. and Destiny, Edge yeah. and then Age. I saw a book today that was black. You know, it came through my thing, uh, through yeah. my Facebook feed, and I had no idea what the hell it was. And then I saw it has a Jedi on it, and I'm like, eh, not interested. Um, but if that's one too, then I'd have to look at the, you know getting those also. Oh. Uh, We'll chat about it off air, I suppose. This yeah. is pro- like our shopping lists for, from the Sentry Box is probably not the best radio. Well, my last note on that one is you should always, always pick up the last book that any um, role playing game company puts out because those are always the hardest ones to find. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, 
So I suppose that's my flight deck, you know. <laughs> that was pretty good. Sean, do you have anything you want to cover on yours? Yeah, actually I do. Um, can't remember if it was last weekend or the weekend before. Either way, time for me is so irrelevant anymore. But um, I heard that, brother. <laughs> the uh, My son and I, I was cleaning out my closet because, um, and I'll talk about it in a minute, but I had to clear out space so I could put the box of this gargantuan thing I just bought in my closet because I want to keep it. Uh, but the all of my my 3D printer had been in the box because the deal is I had two cats and trying to 3D print with cats is kind of a difficult thing. So, <laughs> um, so what I ended up doing was just parking it in there. Um, I was waiting. One of my cats was pretty old and, you know, was getting, getting sicker and stuff. And he had passed on December 29th. So, um, and then my second cat, which I wasn't expecting, he died on January 9th, um, of other issues, which I didn't know about, but I didn't have him his whole life anyway. So I was rearranging my house because of the cats and stuff. I had it set up differently and stuff. So I, I always had, I don't have like, you know, fancy furniture or anything because I could care less about that type of stuff. And I had a five foot round table. That was my, we'll call it the dining room table, but it was really just gaming space. And and in my living room, I have uh, two of the Ikea things that you guys have too. I had two of them that have my Legos in, and then I have a board that goes across the top with Legos on top of that. And I need to get more. I need to get two more because I want to, fit it all in but anyway so the goal was i had i bought an alpha table when i was at nova a few years back and so i took down the five footer and uh, put brought the alpha table up and that's a four foot by six foot gaming table um so i can actually start gaming again and in the closet as i was talking about all my ex most of my x-wing stuff was there i had some stuff down in the basement that i had put down there um when I had my gaming stuff down there and all of my X-Wing stuff was, or the majority of my X-Wing stuff was in my closet. So I pulled it out and my son and I started going through it. And so I actually touched X-Wing ships. I actually, um, conceptually we are going to play here soon, probably not within the next month, but the goal is to start playing that and Armada since him and I both have a bunch of Armada stuff. I'm not finished. I'll come back, Sean. You, you keep going, but I, I have more. I'll come back to me later. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I, I, I did uh, got all that out and cleaned it up, and I'm putting together a new storage system. So it's all, but I got to buy the the parts. But it's it's a pretty cool. It's the Craftsman boxes that you can like lock together or whatever. And it's just better than what I had. Other than ships like the Millennium Falcon and the shuttles, I'll have to come up with something on those. But and the bigger, bigger bodied ships. But um, so I'm getting all that sorted and ready. Figure out what I have, what I want to buy, um, and then get back into X-wing to a degree. You know, to be able to play and stuff. I got my mat out. My um, mat that I got from the System Open, the Hoth mat from system open and got it rolled out on the alpha table and it still has a lot of creases. So I got to either buy an iron or put a lot of books on it for about a month and let it, let it form fully back out and stuff. So I have that. I trying to figure out where the heck my Legion mats went to, cause I had two of those and I don't know where those are at right now. Um, so are those three foot by uh, five or three by six? 
There are three, three by threes. Three. The three by threes, and you put them together. It's a desert. It's oh. like a desert. One side has ruins. The others. Yeah, it's Jakku Desert, isn't it? I think. I think so. Yeah. I didn't um, realize Legion was played on a three by three. It's a three by six. It's a three by six. The official game's three by six, but we released skirmish rules to play on three by three. Right. So if you you know, for me, the three by three is perfect for small, small yeah. games to you know get them to to be able to uh, you know just to have quicker games and stuff. So whenever you know I can figure out how to you know get a rebel army again, um, I'll be able to to play because I'm going to buy the I'll probably buy the probably the Clone Wars set. Um, but we'll see, you know, whenever I get to that and stuff. Uh, but mostly right now for, uh, you know, Armada and X-Wing is the, where I want to play. Um, so X-Wing, I've done some of that. Um, trying to think if there's any other things like that, but I don't think so. I bought squadrons. Um, so I'll be able to play with that. And then I bought a new monitor because, Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Yeah, so I used to have two 32-inch monitors and a 27-inch monitor. I kept one of my 32s. I'm actually going to figure out how to put my 27 back up. I'm giving the other 32 away to a friend of mine who just got a new, who actually inspired me to upgrade my computer. And then I bought a 49-inch curved screen um, HD monitor. It's not a 2K monitor because I didn't want to spend another 600 bucks on a 2K monitor. You're never going to notice anything about 1440, really? Only if you're playing a game that is like truly has built in, you know, all that depth and stuff. And right. I don't care. You know, it's the number one, it's a curved screen monitor. So I actually helps me with my, the problem I have playing games like X or like uh, squadrons and things like that. Because of the curving, I don't have the peripheral issues that I have when I'm on a flat screen monitor. So I'm actually excited now. I got to figure out how to play that game, which might happen this weekend a little bit. Um, and I bought a couple other games too that are more suited for the larger monitor. But yeah, it's I feel like a gamer now. You know, <laughs> about thirty years too late, but I feel like a gamer. So ah, welcome to the club. It's never too late to start. Yeah, then my it was funny because, you know, Ed just built a new computer. I bought and added to a computer, and then my son built a new computer, which kind of makes me laugh. He just did it because he could, and his is an AMD Ryzen whatever, whatever. It's not the Threadripper or anything like that, but it's I think probably the same one you have, Ed. Um, but he bought a he bought an XL case and everything, and then he got his hands on a. Uh, 3080. Um, can't remember if I think it's an NVIDIA 3080. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's their special edition, whatever they call their special founders edition. edition. Founders edition, yeah. So he found one of those for it's NVIDIA undercutting their own, <laughs> their own, um, uh, yep. partners. We're like, yeah, we're gonna make our own cart. I mean, you guys get to play with it too, but this is gonna be ours, yeah. And so he built that last weekend and. So it's kind of like, uh, it's funny how many new computers that there are out of my friends and, you know, my son and stuff. It just kind of makes me laugh how much uh, new hardware keeps floating, especially in a time when it's extremely difficult to buy parts for yeah. semi-cheap, you know. If I, didn't I, get, if I didn't get lucky enough to have uh, someone who could just walk into a store somewhere in 
Calgary uh, and pull one off the shelf, I'd I'd still be watching those stupid uh, price charting things for when a 3070 or 3080 actually came up and hope to God that I can get it before the cryptocurrency miners bought oh, them That's only job is to buy cards. Yeah. That's it, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy, the pricing. The video card, I have a 2070 Super, and right now it's an MSI uh 2070 super and it's going for almost a thousand bucks yeah so this how card, i the the card that i got off of chris the this the even the 37 like the 38s and 39ers are really the ones that people really want and those are the ones that are going for ludicrous ones but even this card it, i i showed chris whenever it was on ebay whenever i got the card was sitting at 850 they're sitting at nine they're almost a thousand dollars right which is insane right and what's funny is, so how I got my computer is Best Buy had computers for sale and they had the, an MSI system. I like MSI products. So I bought it and I knew I was upgrading it from the moment I bought it. And of course it was overpriced still, but what I paid for it for just the hardware motherboard cooler and the power supply that was in the original, you know, everything was going for like 1800 bucks. I got it for $600 less. And then I added 32 gigs of memory. I bought a different case. Um, I added, I bought two M.2 cards for, you know, for storage. And it's like, and of Gen course. Three, Gen 3 or Gen 4? Uh, one Gen 3, one Gen 4. Yeah, it's weird. That I, got a, doing I got a 970 and a 980. That's so. Cool. I don't really care about that, you know. Gen I don't 3. know. Gen four is just that much faster, and I've not yeah. noticed the difference from the stuff coming off my Gen three or my Gen four line. To be honest with you, it's yeah. something about the way that the that the that chipset is set up to go off of those Gen fours. It just reads faster. I have that set up for my OS and most of the games, and then the Gen three one has everything else. So I this the computer I bought came with a. 500 S regular SSD drive. So that's what I'm running my desktop and everything else off of is that. And then all my games right now are on the gen three that's installed. I still have a couple more things to add. I have to add another two fans to it that are um, RGB fans and stuff that I still have to get added to it. But I mean, this system and with that video card, the monitor and everything else, it's just like, yeah, it's gonna, it sounds like a beefy system, but it'll be fun. It is, you know, I mean, it's not like super top of the line or anything, but it's a, you know, uh, whatever it is. The Use the magic term. It's tier 1.5. Like you're not top tier, but you're not. Oh, like it's, it's, it's probably tier two when you're looking at a tier three now with the 3080s and, the, you know, all of those. So because it's 3080s a 10- or 3080s or tier three. Holy crap. Well, <laughs> I'm not tier yeah, I was just, I'm, the, oh, I'm tier four then. I'm gonna my my dinky thirty seventy. Well, when you look at the thirty eighties, you know it's the the tier three at that level of video capacity is pretty good. Thirty eighty thirty ninety level is yeah. like, I, and you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, you know the thirty seventy isn't much different architecturally. It's just gonna run. It's gonna have fewer threads and run microscopically yeah. slower than the other two, you know, but I'm not pushing out, like I'm not pushing out 4k. I'm not pushing like 1440. It, 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 it tears through 1440. So like, well, it's I'm one saying, of the things, yeah. it's one of those things like it makes a con- like, sure you can go the 30, 30, 90, but unless you have the monitors for it, you're not really going to see the performance difference. So then you got to upgrade to $400 monitors each. And they're like, how far down the rabbit hole do you want to pay to go? Well, and that's the whole thing. Like mine, like I said, mine's a, 
tier two because board is actually good. You know, mm-hmm. it's a it's a mag mortar board. It's a four sixty. It's it's a four sixty, but it's a not a mini, but whatever the other is between ATX. the ATX and oh, what would oh, be a okay. mini. Um, but it's a very good board. I mean, it's the board goes for like three hundred bucks alone. Yeah, I got my Mag Tomahawk sitting right here for that one too. They like, I like, yeah. I like, I like MSI boards. They really I good. And my son, he got the the Mag AMD version for the Ryzen five seven, whatever the hell it is. Uh, B five fifty. That'd be the same board I've got. Yeah, B five fifty. Yeah, um, that's what he got. And but I upgraded it. I added. 32 gigs instead of 16, you know, the M.2s and all that. So it's it's unbelievably different than my older one. Uh, my older one was a 1060 video card. Ooh. But but when you look at it, when I, when I built it, it was, that was the tier two at that time compared to the 2070s were then tier three because mm-hmm. you have that basement tier and then you have this mid tier and then you have the, the higher end at the current the, time you're at. The, oh my God, you paid how much for that video card tier? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So probably the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to, I might put a liquid cooler, an AIO, or an AIO on it um, to I, help. So I debated that. So depending, what what processor did you have in that? It's it's the uh, 10700K. Okay, so uh, the, oh, all right, yeah, so that sorry, was that 10, was 700F. It's the 10700F. All right, because that was where my question was, is because unless you plan to overclock it, the standard air cooling is just fine on those. But if you intend to overclock it, then the AI so you can't cool. overclock it, but because it doesn't come. Well, it doesn't it could give you the ability to, but yeah, not, there's normally two versions. And in honesty, in modern right. CPUs, it's not worth overclocking. No, not anymore. No, but I do run high temp because I keep my house warm. So I do run higher temps um, right, in the house, and I have three monitors literally sitting right next to it. So, and of course, having an AIO, I can say I have an AIO on it. You know, yeah. I generally run an AIO because it's quieter. That too, that too. the The fan that right now is on it, the cooler and fan that's on it, that's the only fan I can hear because I upgraded to Corsair, good Corsair fans. Just get your. But, Get your fan curves right. That's all. Well, I the curves are right on every one but the processor fan because it's an MSI processor fan. They don't make fans. You know, MSI is not a fan company. So no, but like so again, maybe it's different for an Intel setup. I'm sure, but like my a, my AMD one tied right into the BIOS. It works fine, and I can do. Yep. I can adjust my curve right off it. That's half the reason why I picked. So the could board. I? I mean, I can do all that too. You know, it's. It's actually, if you have an MSI board, everything's the exact same, or, you know, mm-hmm. you're still, you're using Dragon for everything. Your yep. BIOS is really the same as what I have. It's just a little bit different mm-hmm. in build between AMD and Intel, but yeah, chipsets are different. That's all. That's it. Yeah. So I like it, it and it fits well on my desk. I bought a Meshify C case. I bought the small, the slim case because I didn't want my older computers, a huge case. This one's a smaller case, but it's the Meshify C. So, it how, t- has, how tight of a fit is that for the the video card? Because that's the what that was. Well, the one thing, yeah, as I said, that's got to be a tight fit. Oh my god! So when I got it, the pictures I was looking at were different than the unit that I got. So the pictures on Best Buy actually did not come up the same as what I actually physically got. 
So the video card has about an inch and a half clearance from the front grill. <laughs> so I had originally bought 140s for fans, you know, for the top and the sides, or for the top and the front. And then <laughs> when we put the video card in, I couldn't fit the lower 140 on the front. Yep. So yep. I had to go out and buy um, 120s so that I could, because you can pull, there's a piece on the front you can pull out on the uh, the sleeve for the power supply and stuff, and then I can fit a 120 in there, and then I need a 120 for the... It's still a work in progress, but it's... If you're going to go with the AIO, where do you tend to put the radiator? Because I don't know if you're going to have the clearance. Oh, I will have the clearance. We've I've already okay. it, yeah. Okay, I'm not say, going I, I, with I, a gigantic AIO. I'm just going with a standard Corsair style, you know, one that'll fit. Yeah, that because that radiator, I mean, it's pretty big. Well... I could also put it on the front if I wanted to, or I could put it on the you back top, side. You should be able to top mount it. Yeah, that's where it'll be. It'll be top mounted. Yeah, that. okay. Yeah, it'll, it'll actually replace my two 140s on top. So Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably the right way to go. Yeah, I, I but that's down the road. That's not for today. And I'm already starting to look at building another one. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you said that, too, because I'm looking at um, our second computer over here, and I'm like, you know... I can do better. I don't need to do what I did with this one. Like this one is video editing. This is streaming, recording. This is the all-in-one. But for $500, like you can get an AMD Ryzen 5. You can get like, you know, the RX 570s or 580 video cards. Those are still floating out there because everyone wants the, the the tier ones and tier twos. Now they don't really like aren't looking at for those. 16 gigs of RAM, like for 500 bucks, you could put together something halfway decent that would still tear through most modern games. It's not going to run Cyberpunk 7070, you know, at, uh, you know, 1440 ultra res, but it's still, it'll still run stuff. And I'm debating. It'll still run it at 1080 um, and like normal and look infinitely better than a PS4. Yes, yes. yes, by yes. Far. At 60 FPS, but it'll still do it. Oh, you can buy the game on a PS4 anyway. <laughs> oh you can they're on ebay people are trying to unload those things yeah so i just i just don't know even like it's not gonna get any updates <laughs> ultimately my goal is to build one we'll just say for streaming <laughs> yeah you know where this one will be my gaming and then i'll have one for streaming and editing and everything so i'm looking at a much higher level not a much higher but a higher level than this with the better video card but it of course, you can't buy video cards right now, so that's why it's yeah. pretty much a moot point. Yeah, you're yeah not worth worrying about it for a while. No, no, for sure. I mean, I could do it all on this one if I wanted to. It, I was going to say, it sounds like you've got the ring that you could probably do it. When, the, the trick with streaming, at least what I found, and the reason why I made the decision I made for the Ryzen 7 over the Ryzen 5, um, 5000 series is I wanted the more cores. Because when you start getting into, I'm playing a game, I'm doing the recording, I'm pushing out video, like it's the multi-threads that you really need that really begin to help push all of that out. You can right. go with higher, you can go with a, the higher speed, but that's not really what you need. It's the amount of processing that it's doing. And you need those multiple threads. That's why I made the decision for the Ryzen 7 over the Ryzen 5. Yeah, and if I do it, I'm probably going to do two PCs, one one that cap, one that plays, one that captures. Uh, see, I'm going to do that. Like, it's funny because I literally was just having this conversation with my son. It's like I was legitimately debating a capture card. Um, just so because he wants to start like he has games on the PS4 that he wants to stream, and the streaming service native to PlayStation isn't the best. 
and he wants to be able to do camera, like do all the other things that it doesn't do. And I'm like, well, a capture card will fix that because we just capture the video coming out of the PS4. So I'm going to have to start investing and taking a look and see what capture cards are like. I haven't looked at those in a while. Yeah. The, um, depending on how quick you want to move, I may be able to help you out because I'm <laughs> my, I'm thinking about changing mine, but I'm not 100% yet. So Chris has everything. Chris has everything. He does. Yeah. <laughs> But the good the good thing is is I know somebody who does who I who can host what I do that I could just pay each month to put it out on his stuff and help him out some too you know and turn turn I'm not sorry not Chris but turn you know this person into a production company basically at that point and yeah, who, you know, who hates who hates dice that'd be that'd be a yeah. great production company name yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think I think we're done with Tech Corner. We're not because there were two oh, things. So the first one was when Sean mentioned Armada. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. I was trying to sort out a bunch of crap from the store uh, that I'd misplaced and then refound. So one of the patrons actually was interested in getting into Flames of War. We had a, had a bunch of used uh, Armada stuff in the store as well. So. Um, Ben came in and went through a bunch of it, and basically, I started like trading his. He had some um, um, rebel fleet stuff, which he traded to the store for some imperial stuff and a bunch of flames of war. Of which I told him, if you take everything, it's like uh, two hundred bucks. If you pick and choose, that's also two hundred bucks. But um, uh, if you, if you the more. Yeah, the more you leave me, the higher the price gets, because I don't want any of it. <laughs> right. Um, and then, so, he had all of that, and then I was like, oh, I had all of the Armada stuff in the house to sort it, um, and I was like, oh, you know what, I'll just buy it. So I bought all of the Rebel Armada stuff. So the all, I can't find all of the fighters, um, and I'm missing one of the rebel transports so i think you can, you're limited to only taking two of them anyway i have one set of transports but i basically have a full rebel fleet now oh, that's cool my, my nadiri starhawk arrived in the store on tuesday when i worked my shift so i grabbed that um but i i have a murder again which i haven't had for basically i bought back my armada stuff because the majority of it was stuff i sold to a store years ago that never got processed because they didn't really know how to sell it. And I just didn't figure it out, which I'm, I probably should have seen as that. It was, you know, yeah, it's, it's kind of your job. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's anyone's job who like, does it, but it's one of those projects where we didn't have somewhere to display it properly to sell it, but uh... it's, it's fine. It's done. Um, and then the other thing, Sean, the story I said I had for you, Sean, that I was going to wait for a show. I didn't tell. So, I was thinking about, because I showed you guys the, the new RGB I did on the computer, because mm -hmm. the graphics card I ended up with doesn't have RGB. It has fixed lighting, which goes blue to pink. That's so all of my RGB setups uh, changed. Um, and I was like, oh, you know what? Seeing as I'm messing around, I could get that case I was looking at. So I was looking at an NCXT case that I, I like the look of. Um and then get there was one the, on... Get the matching AIO, too. I've already got an AIO in this one, but um, anyway. There was one on a warehouse deal on Amazon.ca, so I was like, probably shouldn't, but it's 50 bucks cheaper than it should be. 
I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. It says it'll arrive on a day where Jewel's going to be at work anyway. So a giant box will turn up when she's not here. And I can get it into a basement. As long as Evie doesn't grasp me up, it'll be fine. Um, so this giant box arrived and I moved it downstairs. I was like, well, I can't work on it today anyway because like, Joel will get home. I don't want to have everything out on a table and I need a computer on a Monday. So it got to like Wednesday or something. I was like, you know what? I was in the middle of like sorting everything and I'd finally cleared the back table, which is now full again. So I got this giant box out, opened it up, got the box out, went to get the, like, because uh, I was basically just going to throw away the the, bo- the shipping box and keep the other box for when I had time to rebuild the computer. So I, I'll just have a look at my sexy new case. Opened up, I was like, huh, that, those uh, USB ports don't... I thought it was supposed to have a USB-C. I, just, I don't use USB-C anyway. So I pulled it out, and it was just like a, a crappy old compact black case. <laughs> so some some chancer had uh, obviously bought one new, took swapped his case out and returned it to Amazon. Oh and then just God. opened it up, walked up as a case in there, and then put it on a warehouse deal. I was oh like, Oh my god. It's a fucking good job that I check because that was like five days in. And I'm like, Amazon are pretty good at I mean, it. We give you like a month or whatever. Yeah. But there's a good chance that if I had gone under the stairs ready for me to actually do the build and I hadn't looked, I would have gone open it up in like two months' time and been fucking gutted. <laughs> uh, I'm gutted for you now. What do you mean two months' time? I'd have been gutted now. I don't I the all it cost me was the hassle of driving down to a post office and dropping it off again. It's not uh, I got all of my money back, but I think you have to refund right away. Yeah. But I, I would have been so annoyed had I like gone to build and had like a 1990s solid black like USB one <laughs> that you couldn't build anything you buy today in anyway. Yeah, so I, were so different and cooling was different. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I was I, I didn't even get it all the way out of the box because I, I saw the like four USB slots on top. I was like, that doesn't look right. Pulled it up, I was like, yep, just dropped it back in. Tape the boxes in my return straight away. <laughs> well good on you for that, for checking. Yeah, good job God. for checking that. Yeah, God, fucking Amazon, man. All right, so if we're my last bit of tech, the only thing that I picked up, if anyone's interested, so one of the things that genuinely concerns me is the size of modern video cards. Like, I keep thinking to myself, like the PCIe slot that holds in that card, like, eventually you're going to get GPU sag. Like, you're you're going to slowly start pulling that off just because the way that com- modern computers stand up. So I went ahead and I bought a um uh, a brace to hold up under it, and it's got a little bit of RGB on it, too. Um, so I can why? recommend it. Why not? Why didn't you get the vertical mount? Come on, you should have gone all right. All right, so the problem I have with the vertical mounts is basically it takes all the fan intake off of the GPU and puts it right up against the glass, which means there's not enough room, there's not enough clearance to be able to get Then the you get a water-cooling backplate for it? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I suppose you could go down that route and just go ahead yeah, and water-cool. You just do an external, external water-cool system and, and start there. Well, yeah, if I were going to vertically mount it, that would be the way to go. But since I'm not, oh. I spent, you know, 15 bucks and I got myself a little RGB uh, up here 
um, vertical mount, and it looks sharp as hell. I like it. Oh, it, it I'm, I'm glad for you, because that'll be a second bit of RGB that doesn't sync value of RGB that doesn't bullshit. sync. Do you know why? Because this MSI board that we were just talking up a couple of little bit, plugged it right in, works fine. There's no software to, no software conflicts at all. It does everything. Whatever my fans and my – whatever the fans are doing, it's doing. It worked Yeah, great. it's actually – they're pretty – the new boards, especially MSI, I mean, MSI is compatible with damn near everything now. So. Yeah, the only thing that doesn't sync up is the, the Corsair memory. And I legitimately, legitimately am debating selling the memory and getting MSI memory just so that I can get everything to fucking Your Corsair memory. memory is going to be so much better, though. I know. I know. that, But, like, the, it it legitimately throws <laughs> off every bit of OCD that I have right now. It's that's that's the only that's the only thing on this motherboard that if there's a negative to it, but it doesn't matter because I have 32 gigs of RAM, is the speed. I bought, you know, uh, DDR, what, 30, whatever, 134, mm-hmm. whatever it is. The motherboard only goes up to 2996. Really? Yeah, so I had to down down speed my my RAM so it fit the board. But that's what a lot of the micro, I found out that's what a lot of the micro boards do because uh, you don't have the space for the circuitry for all that. It's still turbo boosted and everything, whatever the hell that means. But it's just running at the 2990, whatever. It's printed on it, so it's fine. Yeah, it's printed on it, so it looks really good, you know. Yeah, and to realize the BIOS downgrades it to 266, or twenty six sixty six by base by default anyway. Yeah, all all that matters for is when you want to benchmark stuff so you can wave your fucking PC dick around. That's it. Yeah, and and that's why to me this is fine for now because even at twenty nine whatever for RAM there isn't anything I'm doing at all that is going to matter for that much speed even. You know, games or GPU. What do you have for GPU? Is in processor is what mm-hmm. your game's doing. It's when you get into like uh, modded Minecraft and stuff like that, yeah. where well, it actually, matters. you know, when you're getting when into you're things getting, like that, like vi- like the video editing, like uh, like the stuff right. that like Chris. Chris this, and I isn't, do. this is my game PC, not my editing PC. You know, no. yeah. the editing it- PC will be full. If I shit, if I could do a what a thread ripper, you know, one of the Ten thousand dollar piece. You don't need a thread ripper. No, but I'm I'm just saying if I wanted to do that. For anyone that's interested, I'm currently going through Alien Isolation right now on my YouTube channel. It takes me 20 minutes to to render an hour plus video that I recorded, where is in my old rig would have taken me two hours. It was like double whatever the recording was. It would take double to to render it. It takes me 20 minutes in this thing. It's lovely. I, I it's so it makes me so happy. Yeah, if anyone's interested for me to render the D&D videos, it doesn't take any time, so I just don't do it anymore, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And just so everybody knows, this is now the Lack of Focus tech podcast. Um, <laughs> we can totally do it. We actually have X-Wing news to move on to. We, yeah. Can I finish my one my one little yeah. thing that I want <laughs> to talk about for my miniature flight deck? You have a whole set, Brandon's in. God, do your job. It's been fun. I've been having this conversation, enjoying having this conversation. So the only things I did uh, game-wise, one of my dear good friends is actually debating getting a Blood Bowl game going up. He's trying to do as best as possible to try to be as conscious in our COVID times. I am so tempted 
so t- because I'm legitimately getting to the point of cabin fever on not going out and seeing anything other than work in these four walls to to, to signing up. I'm not there yet. I'm still because of my kids with diabetes. I'm really kind of afraid to to even do it, but I'm so damn tempted for that one. So in lieu of that, I broke out my uh, Skaven Blood Bowl team, which was built and primed, but I had never gotten around to painting. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to throw some paint on these. So I did some painting in the last week or so, just kind of like getting some flesh tones down. Um, but my hope is to have my full um, Blood Bowl team done by the end of next week. So if I make five the decision... Five hours at five hours. Paint five, it. Okay, well, five hours for someone that's got the muscle memory that you do. And the it's second... Thing, a, nope. It's a really big brush. Yeah, just a really big... A base coat, wash, highlight, done. <laughs> um, the only other thing I got, uh, I picked up... Um, Destroyer of Worlds, that's the uh, the gigantic module that they came out with for on uh, the Alien RPG. Uh, at some point in time, we are going to take a, a breather. I think I, I'm more inclined to lead towards, I'd love to see Sean do Star Wars um, it, when we decide to take a break from D&D and do something else with the group. But I also want to kind of keep the, like, ha- have myself prepared if Alien comes up and we decide, like, you know what, for three sessions we're playing Alien, I'm, I'm ready to go. So I'm uh, I'm reading up on that module as well. It's pretty pretty cool. Um, yeah, that was it. That was that, that was it. That was my entire unfortunate um, flight deck. All right. So now let's actually get on to actual X Wing talk. Now that we've gotten past uh, lack of focus tech time. Oh, X Wing news. X Wing news. A lot of yeah. it actually. Yeah, they had the atomic mass Star Wars transmission. They did. Uh, so the first thing I want to keep out on that one is I was really happy to see Simone there. Um, I've known her for a while now. Uh, she checked me in at Worlds whenever I was there. I was super excited to see that she was on stage whenever they announced second edition and all this stuff. So it looks like she's one of the FFG staff that migrated over to Atomic Mass Games. I thought I think I've already mentioned it once already at this point in time, but for those that kind of fast forwarded past tech time, um, <laughs> um, Atomic Mass had eight employees. Uh, prior to this one over, that was an interesting um, little note. So I am kind of curious as to how much of FFG migrated over to Atomic Mass Games um, for their staffing. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, but I don't don't think I actually think it was, she was the one, only one that was announced that I saw. They did mention a couple while we're talking about, I think, the they said who the new head of Legion is. I mean, who I, I completely forget now. Um, and they did. It they wasn't did the guy. Talk. It wasn't the guy hosting it. Was I thought no. He was and guy. I think they said the same guy who did Armada is still doing Armada. I might be wrong on that. Yeah, because she had well. said that somebody else. There was one other person I think from Fantasy Flight in Minnesota that was moving up there, but it's all got slowed down because of COVID. Right. Yeah. Other than that, I think that that's the only two that I know of for sure. And then it's an atomic mass person that's taken over Legion. Correct. And then X-Wing, of course, is a lot of atomic mass probably, I would guess. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'm, so, I'm excited to see, but it's going to be a long way down the line yeah. until we so, see the stuff. 
one of the things they opened up with was that no we're not going to make you paint your x-wing miniatures they're still going to come pre-painted i didn't even know that was that a rumor was that something the internet I, I don't know whether, you know, is it still like politically charged to say like Russian hackers and 4chan trolls kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that that kind of stuff is what like. I didn't even hear that as a rumor. Like, yeah. So, third, third edition X Wing where you've got to repaint, you've got to yeah. paint everything that comes on a sprue is yeah. literally just some internet troll. But yeah, I saw that too. Or yeah, there were some... No, we're not even working, thinking about 3.0, like a third edition of X-Men. I'm like, well, no kidding. Like the game's been out for two years, one of which got really kind of hampered by COVID. I can't imagine that they're debating a 3.0. So I thought well, it was interesting to start it off with, hey, let me squash all of these internet rumors right here. The beauty yeah. of the beauty of X Wing today, and I'm not even going to call it second edition anymore. This is X Wing yeah, as yeah, we know. I, yeah, I agree as we know it, is what's cool about it is, is the design space that they built into the game. It's it's going to be years before, and really what it'll end up being, I think, is you run out of episode four, five, and six material, period, to the point where now you're doing new stuff. You know, you got Mandalorian you could throw in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going to have the High Republic. You're going to have all these other new shows that you're going to be able to toss stuff into, you know, and I mean, of course, the one I'm waiting the most for is Andor. You know, that one's just going to be badass if they do it right. And it looks like they are. Um, All I'm saying is K2SO better be in there. Alan Tudyk better be. He is, actually. Yeah. It was announced when they announced. Now, that one's not going to be a season-to-season run. That's going to be a series, and that's it. Yeah, it's going to be one run, but still yeah. going to be cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my, uh, my, whatever you want to call it, my expectations no 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 no. my my uh god dang it this is where my brain blocks on me um building the the world for the rpg will be so nice to have andor in there too yeah because you get to see the whole back the side you never saw because you know the rebellion was always this you know perfect universe you know until you got to rogue one and then you saw oh crap they have bad people yeah you know, and now you can build off those bad people and make cool stories. You know? yeah. Good, good people do bad things too. Well, always, absolutely. Always. You know, so and if you're if you're a fan of the Empire, you know, um, you know they're the bad people doing really bad things. So, you know, however you want to look at it. So the next thing they talked about, of course, uh, I think, and I'm I may be getting this out of order, um, was competitive X Wing 2021 is basically on hold. Uh, there will the be world's, no- world's cancelled, but yeah. there's hope for competitive X Wing at 2021. I right, think. and I, I was getting to that. I was going to caveat that. So, like things like we would have been used to, like a what would have been a regionals or would have been the the system opens. None of those are going to be going off. Worlds is not going to be going off. They are trying to build from the ground up from a from a local one. They are encouraging that, and I don't know that they. I don't know that they're wrong in that. To be perfectly honest with you, COVID genuinely isn't going anywhere. Even if we got everyone vaccinated the way that they think that they're going to, um, we're still looking at late summer before we hit what would be considered acceptable numbers for everyone to start being doing. So I think that ultimately, and they've made the right decision. This one, I know it's disappointing. I'm disappointed with you, but alas, it is what it is. There are caveats to that, too, because you have vaccine efficacy and what the life cycle of 
the antibodies are in a person because yes. they don't they don't have that yet. They don't know what the total time you have a very small group in the testing that they did to be able to you know try to garner that information. So we were looking at well, that's the way that. that that's why I thought that announcement from the CDC was weird. Like, oh, well, if you've been vaccinated and you are exposed to someone with COVID, you don't need to quarantine. But that doesn't sure make that? sense. Well, that doesn't make sense to me in that they say that you can still carry it. Right. That's why I was like, are you but sure? That, that's where the whole masking thing comes in. If you wear a mask, then you don't. I, this was my understanding of what the CDC put out was that if you wear mask or masks, um, yeah, that's the neutral. You wouldn't have to quarantine per se. You know, of course, you'd have to quarantine from your family and stuff. But once again, we won't know probably till next year what the total yeah. impact is on everybody. But the cool thing is, is that at least Atomic Mass Games is looking into the future. You know, they're looking at OP because I think that's what people were most stressed about in the beginning of it was, you know, oh, crap, you know, sell all my stuff. You know, the sky is falling outside of those people. But... I yeah, I did not. I did not get the impression at all that they were abandoning the concept of competitive X-wing in any way, shape, or form. Well, no, they, they even stated, and they've stated in a couple things they've sent out, and they're, you know, I don't know what they are. If if you want to call them like a press briefings and stuff, but they said, you know, 2020 worlds. The expectation is worlds in 2022. The uh, expectation for organized play to start back up. They're hoping for late summer, fall that time frame that'll be dependent upon you know local rules it'll be dependent upon all that but at the end of the day there's still organized play so yes. we just don't know when it's going to be and i expect the first op kits to be available for stars in q3 and then it'll be up to stars to run them within the local guidelines didn't they say q3 for that they said towards the end of the year so that to yeah. me means that they'll show up on other farms by for q3 which, when they arrive, is a completely different statement. But that's my expectation. Yeah, they're giving themselves until July to start worrying about it. Then they'll they'll put something out, and then if the stars can run it, great. If they can't, they don't have to order it. Yeah, and they didn't announce what the type of OP is going to be for like in store stuff. Mm-hmm. They really haven't gotten that far with it. But COVID kind of helps them out a little bit because that gives them some breathing room to be able to figure it out. Yeah, I was just going to say that it gives them basically a year to figure out whatever it is they're going to do from an OP perspective for competitive X-Wing. It is obviously still in the forefront of their mind. It is not something that they are abandoning. I did not hear any inkling whatsoever of the, well, you know, we're going to have a shift to more casual and in-store play. Well, well. Did you listen to a part about the Legion OP thing they were talking about right at the start? I did. The the Vader Down comic, and they wanted to do... Uh, she was talking about wanting to do like, a stupidly OP Vader against a bunch of rebels. Yeah, but that was more yeah. like a fun event kind of thing. Like I'm thinking uh, things like... That, that, that would cover a star OP. Right. I'm not saying that that's a good nor a bad thing. It's just different. It's just like when they, they did the, well, I don't remember what it was, with the three-headed dragon or whatever for magic when you fought the deck. You know, you mm-hmm. would go in and fight the deck. That's kind of what it reminded me of when she was talking about that, where you'd have an AI-type system running against Vader, and you'd bring specific. That's just in my head what I got from it. 
You know, it was kind of like yeah, those, I, the magic like that. Yeah, I got the impression it was a fun, cool, like, in-store event idea, like a one-off. Like, not this is how OP is going to run for Legion from now and forever. Oh, yeah. If you go, go with the original, like, ending of X-Wing, when Wave 2 came out, they did a one-off tournament. You know, you yeah, did Kessel a one-off. Run. Kessel Run, correct. And that's what it kind of reminds me of is that, too, where you're – Potentially well, winning, winning an alternate version of Vader, maybe or something. You know, yeah, that's I, and that was the analogy that I was going to draw. Like I remember the Imdar Alpha event for whenever Wave Four released, and you actually get to play in the tournament. And before you could even buy them in the stores, you were able to win. Like the the God, that would have been the Defender was been in there, the Phantom was in there, the yeah. D95 of an E Wing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, like so you could you could win those before you could buy them. That was a great mm-hmm. event. Which was the Kessel Run 2.0, basically. Yeah, know? yeah, exactly. So, like, legitimately, when she said that, that's what I was thinking of. Not this is how OP is always going to be. It's just going to be. I, hey, this I is- didn't say that. All I said was you said that they didn't talk about doing anything weird with OP. That's something weird with OP. I don't know that it's weird though if they've got a history of having done it though. Like, I don't think well, that probably don't have a history of anything. Well, that's okay. my point. At no point is FFG put out an asymmetric scenario for OP where one person brings one model and the other person brings a full army. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not drawing any con- conclusions from it. I'm just saying that if the door's open for something like that, for you know, there's no, there is still no real answer yeah. to what it's going to be. I'm not trying to make people worry about it i'm sure we'll like if there's going to be an x-wing worlds it'll be normal was it 200 by six or whatever the cool kids call normal x-wing mm-hmm. yeah but it yeah, also like, means else, the fact that they even talked about a world's tournament not coming like that alone should have been sufficient enough to say the fact that it's still considered something on high on their priority list but, uh, the exciting thing for me, though, is if they're willing to do something like a stupidly OP Vader Dane Darth Vader, where he takes on an entire Re- uh, New Republic Army or Rebel Army on his own, that means they'll probably be open to putting Vader in a Defender and letting you take on a full squad with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, like, My dream comes true. It'll happen. I have Break the rules and do fun stuff. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. But again, it would be a fun event, not competitive. Yeah. Like so, you, like you, I hate saying it this way, but you still need like we, we as we well enough know, about ten percent of the 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 X Wing community is the competitive event. You still need to cater to them. Those are the ones that end up on the Twitch streams. That's the one that helps sell your game. I totally get that. The other ninety percent of the players, though, are more interested in the fun side of it. When I was trying to get new folks into playing X Wing, what we did is we we took that CR ninety that I've got sitting there, the Corellian Corvette, and we played a quote unquote epic game. Where literally, I just have ships sitting on the side. Hey, you want to learn how to play this game? Here's a couple of ships. Here's a couple of dice. This guy right here besides going to show you how to do this. And that's how I pulled a lot of the X Wing community together. Originally, was a silly fun event like that where everyone was against one ship trying to take out the CR ninety, as opposed to real games of X Wing. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, it's that it's that we it's it's the, so the, the hero quest. It's it's the the gateway drug to get you into the game kind of thing. I'm totally yeah. Ultimately, you can you know X Wing Legion Armada. You can do the same thing. The thing I'm interested in seeing, which I've heard also, is that will we start seeing more objective base in X Wing rather than K 
kill all half points and all that, where it's more like Armada per se or Legion where you have objective cards now. And I know that it was introduced a little bit, you know, but that's kind of what I think we'll see out of Atomic Mass as an alternate play system. Because I think, well, I'm if, not, I'm not I'm mistaken, well, if I'm not mistaken, isn't there gaming history in the, wasn't, was it Privateer Press or something like that? I believe so. I believe it was a lot of War Machine. Which uh, if you look at War Machine, it's once again, semi, at least my experience, a little small amount of experience with it was objective-based, you know, you, you did things with it like that. It, it was a highly competitive miniatures game. Like, yes, it was. 100% yeah. geared towards competitive play. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, and I played it for, I think I played it three times against three of the biggest jerk-offs that you could meet playing a game because they didn't care about teaching it, they just cared about winning. You, you know, know you had the same experience I did. Everyone's yeah, playing. Well, all right, I'll go and build a forest, paint it up, try it out. Oh, all everyone's interested in is smashing my face. Okay. Well, well you, you have to be because that's what the rule book tells you. Page, I know. It's the page five. <laughs> no, not up. I don't care if you're a woman. Just grow a pair of balls. Yeah, the, worst page five. the worst part about it was, was I didn't paint my army to the right colors. That was one of my experiences with it, too. Oh, yeah, because unlike other games, they don't uh, appreciate uh, flair for different colors. No, 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 right. it's got to be what's in the book. Well, no, I didn't want to paint that scheme. Yeah, exactly. I, the, basically, what I did after my third game is I took my entire army that I had spent a couple hundred dollars on and just turned it over into the trash can. And that was it. Yeah, I sold mine back to the store when I was not, like, I played I played about three games. I'm right there with you. I played about three games. I'm like, mm, I don't like it. I've played zero games, but I did buy some Trollbloods to have for a D&D campaign idea I've got. Yeah, models are beautiful. Anyway, getting, yeah, getting back to what I was saying is that you're, you know, we could see more objective based gaming, which I'm okay with. You know, I'm okay with. Like, I don't, uh, I'm going to go. Out think, like, we've we've had this conversation before, though. I know, like, I know. It, it's all great until we see the first kit, exactly. and and then all we'll know is what was in the first kit because exactly. exactly. Um, yeah. And the good thing is, is we might know somebody who works in a store who will see the kit pretty yeah. early on. So yeah, we'll get a pretty good idea. I don't know. Fucking lying rampant, man. I make it hard. I make it hard to be passionate about getting <laughs> kits and hey ho. Well, I'm but, gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that I think that after God, how long has the game been around? The game came out what 2013? 12. Um, 2012, yeah, late 2012. I gave that fair. It was a Gen Con of 2012. That the traditional dogfight could be getting a little dry. Don't get me wrong. I, overall, I think the X Wing is easily one of the 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 best games I think I've ever played, bar bar none, as far as a miniatures game is concerned. But it does get to be like the same thing over and over and over again, and sometimes you get a little bit of. Well, variety. that's that's how you can. We've talked about this in the past. Yeah, is rotation. You know, you can change the game literally through rotation. Yeah. Well, yeah, and we talked about that, and I still think that that's the right way to go. But random yeah. squads, random environment cards, we yeah. have fun. Yeah, you After know, seven years. Yeah, random. You know, random rocks. Random. You can do so much stuff to make it. Which is what you do at league, you know, when you build leagues. You know? Oh, that's what we did at last uh, last show, Sean. Because um, it was just me and Ed. We played random squads against each other and rolled a random dice for what environment card we played in. 
Yeah. <laughs> you got all that's the yeah. yeah. And that's, I, that's a great way to do it, actually. It was, it was, it's, it's awesome. It was a ton of fun. I think worlds, other than the fact that people may not have ships, you know, you could do that random concept at a worlds, but you have to have the depth of ships to be able to build everything. Yeah, agree. Or, or announce these are the possibilities of lists, you know, and come with them, and then you get a roll of a random, and then you're screwed because yeah. you never played it before, like me. Well, and that was all right. So that kind of, kind of getting back on track to some of the announcements. That was one of the other things. I mean, I think we kind of talked about this before, thinking about the, like obviously they talked about the design sp- sp- scope and that most of these things have been in, in ideas between eighteen and twenty four months. So a lot of the new stuff is still going to have the FFG branding. Um, what Simone did say is that whenever they are ordering reprints, though, so like say for example, they get out of they're out of Tie Fighters and they're ordering new Tie Fighters from the slow boat from China. Those new ones that are going to come over are going to come over with Atomic Mass, uh, not FFG on the Thai language. I think it's going to be kind of weird if you see two on the shelf at the same time, but I get it. I mean, eventually the transition's got to happen, so it is what it is. Um, yeah. So the the only I think we should say uh, if you're hearing this news now from us, it's probably not relevant to you, but it would be remiss to not say it. But they they said they're looking to do worlds in 2022. And any invites to worlds that were earned oh, yeah, for 2020, totally. 2020 worlds, any if you earn one somehow in between now and then it gets cancelled and pushed back again, any invite to worlds that's outstanding will be honoured at the next worlds. Yeah. So, so they're going to yeah. do right by all of that. Well, I said, if that's relevant to you, you're not hearing about it from us for the first time. Yeah. This is not but, the first, yeah. I would hope not. I mean, maybe, you never know. Um, yeah. Do we want to get into new stuff? Because I think I'm trying to think they did spend an awful lot. First of all, it was nice to see that they announced some Armada stuff. I know we're strictly kind of mostly X-Wing, but we're a tech tech show now. That's right. Uh, They did announce a bunch of cool stuff for for Legions. They had a couple of models that um, the the host had actually built. The first batch of Enclosed Transports, because Legion has had the rules from since it came out and has never actually had a model which used the rules, but two Enclosed Transports for Legion. Yeah, kind of flesh those out. I have to admit, like, I remember looking at the game whenever it came out and I regret not getting into it because it does seem like I honestly thought it was going to go by the way that they did with Imperial Assault. Like, it was around for a couple of years and they kind of abandoned it. It doesn't look like they're doing that. It legitimately looks like they are trying to rival. So, uh, go on, Sean, you go. Well, I was going to say, so when I was at um, the System Open in Chicago, everybody that I talked to, because I was always a huge fan of Imperial Assault, you know, I played in it. Chris and I played in it at Worlds when we were up there together. Um, both had horrible times, but, you know, it was still fun. I brought some stupid list and had a great time, but... The funny thing about it was I didn't take four by four, so I handicapped myself and got ruled against the same ruling went two different ways against me. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, Which which both times cost me the game, so I didn't make a cut. So when we were there, that was that was the release point of Rune Wars. So what was funny is everybody that because I was interested in Rune Wars because I loved fantasy, well, Warhammer fantasy. I love the Bretonians. You know, that was my favorite to play, favorite army. So anyway, so I went and I bought, you know, they were selling it for like 35 bucks or something like that for the core set of Rune Wars. And I remember I was walking back in and a bunch of people that I knew who I can't say what they did for Fantasy Flight, but basically they told me, just wait, just wait. There's 
something awesome coming down the pipe and it's going to be a game you want to get into, which ultimately so I, was... Our next release is going to kill this release so that there's exactly. no point buying it. And, and really, one of the people said at that time that that was going to be the game that ruined Rune Wars because you're not going to get the player base for Rune Wars. And everyone's going to jump ship. Pretty much. And, it, you know, I don't know if that's the case that happened, but it was... Oh. That's, you know, I bought Legion when it came out. I built everything. Um, you dropped shit on it all. Well, yeah, then uh, then the accident in the basement with the storage thing that I had them on fell. And as Chris said, literally that happened. Other than to my uh, – the good thing was it didn't happen to my speeders. So I got, I got lucky there. So, but – So what I was going to say – addressing Ed's point about like yeah. what witching he bought in when you did. I think you'll be able to back me up on this point. It's probably better to get into Legion now right. that the options are fleshed out, other than yeah. availability, because it's an FFG game and they can't fucking run a bath when it comes to sorting <laughs> out right. like getting production levels correct. But well, yeah. when you first when it first came out, Sean will attest to this, like I'm playing Rebels, so I have six squads of Rebel Troopers and two speeders, and these this commander with this one operative, because that's the only list you can make. Yeah. Right. And the only way that you could do anything else is by doing what I did, is trade all of my Imperials to somebody else for all his Rebels, so you could have enough to make more. You know? Yeah. That was it. All right, because they're all single, well, at the time, they used to be all single bows, so... It's like X-Wing was, and I think it's a complete wrong way for them to do a miniatures game, but it's FFG, which is one of the reasons why I hope Atomic Mass do a better job. Because my big criticism with Rune Wars was the way it was released was terrible. My big criticism of Legion is the same. that They released it like a living card game, not like a miniatures game. Correct. But I'll say this about Atomic Mass with with their miniatures Marvel game, they did release things pretty quickly. Because when I bought it, it wasn't too far out after release. And I was able to get like the Hulk and the There must be at 40 SKUs for Crisis Protocol now, and it's been out for, I guess, a year. Not even, not even. Uh, 18 months, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So they produce quick. They're putting stuff out there quick. Of course, though, that's a single model game, you know, that's yeah. a little bit different, but you made a ten man roster pick from that. Yeah. For Christ's but, but, yeah. You, but you have depth, you know, the depth I, I think Legion is primed to get into now. You've got four factions that which are relatively fleshed out. Obviously two of them are ahead of the others in like range wise, but power level I think we're still caught like rearing in clones a little bit, but yeah, I think now now would be a better time than when it was re- released because you can right. actually, like with four, if you're doing forty k, you can can you can build a type of army. Mm-hmm. Whereas it, you couldn't do that with Legion before. You could only build right. the army that like that you had. The, the thing that really turned me off to Legion, and because I had bits and pieces of it, and then I just sold everything. Was they they had two like you you have. For a normal size game, you need three core options, uh, three three troop choices for forty k people. Um, you had fleet troopers for rebels, and you had rebel troopers. Those were the only two options for core. And before they released a third troop choice, they added 
an like an operative class into a game that wasn't even in the rules. So they had to put a new version of a rulebook out to introduce this new troop type right. when literally there was only two choices for me to take already. Like, so I have to double up on one of my units, minimum. Like, I can't take three different core choices in my compulsories. I have to buy two of one because you've not released it and you're already fundamentally changing your game by introducing the operative. Like, the argument was, obviously, well, Bubba Fett was always going to come out when he designed the game. It was designed around having operatives in there. We just didn't put it in the car set because none of them existed yet. So right. I don't care. You change, you're, you're changing the way the game works from how it was released without even fleshing out what you have available. Right, and it lagged behind. It actually yeah. behind. But didn't, that, you just, but didn't you just say that they had enclosed transport rules in the book without ever hatching? The, so, like, why wouldn't yeah. they have included the operative rules then? Because I don't think that that was but, part of the, the for, they didn't have the foresight at that time. Yeah, I, yeah. Like Chris said, they released it like a living card game, literally. Yeah. And so just like Magic does, you know, you get new mechanics all the time. The problem is, is that when they put the game out, they didn't have, at least it didn't look like they had all the mechanics fleshed out right away. Yeah, it just, it really turned me off to the game. And now it's in a more healthy place and I want to build it, some clones and paint some clones. So In a know. sense, it reminded me of the release of Armada. Just the way that they did Armada, because you had a core set, and then what? And then that was it. And then you had to buy two core sets to even realistically try to play the game, which I think was their model for all their big box games, was buying card games, too, you know, buying two or three core sets. Uh, I think we put a pin in this, because I think it's an interesting topic, but I want to talk about the new ships, or the new pilots. All right, so they announced new pretty shiny toys. Yeah, squadron packs, because FFG promised that you wouldn't have to buy a ship pack if you wanted new pilots. Because I'm glad you said that, because as I was getting ready to look at this, I'm like, I thought we weren't doing these anymore. Like, I thought the whole idea was that if we were going to upgrade ships and pilots, they were going to do it through the card system. They already have an inbuilt way of doing this. You can just go out and buy an upgrade pack. You don't need to do it. They want to do it for selling the ships. That's fine. I think it's a cool idea to get different paint jobs out there. That was one of the things I was going to was remissing. The fact that they weren't going to do this was that you didn't get the cool special edition paint jobs on some of these things. But now we're back. These are, hey, let's fix this ship with go get the new paint jobs for these. And then we'll toss a title card in or we're going to toss in something else to kind of help fix the ship because it doesn't work the way we wanted it to. This is right back to where we were with first edition and having those expansions. 2015 all over again. Yeah. I think what it actually means is the conversion kits were a mistake. Mm. It turns out that when you try and do like 20 ships of faction all at the same time across three factions. Mistakes and, make it made? Yeah. And I, and I think that statement was a mistake. And if this is the, the workaround so that they technically didn't lie, I'm on board because at least we get to see new pilots for old ships. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm still with you at the time. Like, I, And again, I've I've stated this in nauseam. I genuinely wish that when second edition, second edition released, when X-Men released in second edition, it would have just been whatever was printed at the time. And we could have gone through what it was like to go through a wave one, wave two, wave three again, I would have, 
I'm starting to agree with you that like legitimately that maybe those conversion packs, which were trying to appease the old players and trying not to get everyone to jump off ship, like, oh God, I'm never going to, I'm not going to rebuy all this stuff. Was a mistake. Yeah. Because here we are well, three years later. I mean, but let's look at this from community building or new players. Now you can buy a box and get three ships. Yeah, no. And that's good. You know, I agree with you there. Kit, you basically now you're buying a conversion kit because you got to have a conversion kit. Fortunately, so or you're only, buying all the ships, you know, individually. But the only downside gonna... to this is that if there are some main pilots that are out of those original releases, they're not going to be in there unless they unless they change it in this release, which I doubt they will. No, so but for everything apart, from, well, well, we'll go down and pack by pack, and I'll go through as we get there. But Phoenix Cell was the first one, which is two A wings and the B wing. So both like A wings, yeah. Sorry, A wings and B wings are both currently available. So if they'll have all different pilots to what's currently available in second edition. So yeah, and I'm so okay meaning with that. if you want all of the B wing pilots, you need to buy one B wing expansion and then this, and you'll get all of them. If you want yeah. to get all of the A wing pilots, you need to buy one A wing pilot and then this one as well. So it's the, it's the exact same thing that they had done before. Yeah. But that having been said, oh man, is a like uh, the A wing pilot one. Like I can kind of take or leave. It's kind, it's cool. I, it's it's an A wing. I love. I've always loved that ship. But the B wing paint job, that's hot. I'm like that. And well, I actually yeah. like the A wing because now that gives you what four color schemes. Get the red. So the, the A wing sculpts from second edition are different to the first edition ones. So, right. so right. the old red and the blue ones are different colors. Are uh, so are different sculpts. So I, you're not wrong, but I wouldn't mix them because it would trigger me. <laughs> but I would just to trigger you. So. I, I was just going to say the same oh, thing. You can do what you want with your stuff. But I I got rid of my Chad silences to get some some nice sweet beta ass silences <laughs> because I couldn't have like no I want this nice small one and it's the same with the A wing the, the old A wings next to these look like chunky boys yeah yeah these look pretty slick yeah and then you have the Rebels B wing the orange prototype mm-hmm. I like that uh, and, and, and who's flying said B-Wing. Oh, that um, would be the Initiative 6 Hera. It's, so Hera in a B-Wing is going to be kind of awesome. And uh, Initiative 6, not 5, but she's in the Ghost. Yeah. Right. Well, because she's in a prototype. She, she flies yeah. better. While another friendly ship at range 1 to 2 defends or performs an attack, you may transfer one of your focus tokens, evade tokens, or lock tokens to that ship. Yeah. That's pretty good. Because yep. what it would mean, like, uh, unless you're running an all-aces list, it would mean that You've already gone through your attacks. It's another one of your ships that may need the help. And if you didn't end up using that target lock, you can pass it. If you didn't so, end up using... Keep going. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, no, 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 go ahead. I was, I was excited because I was... Re- so the subtitle is Phoenix Weeder, not Spectre 1 or whatever it is on the other mm-hmm. one. Right. Which is why she's got a separate initiative. But the ability is obviously different as well. Passing... Focus, evade, or lock tokens. What one of those things doesn't make sense on a B-Wing? Uh, the evade token. Evade token. And what's her... Her subtitle is Phoenix Weeder. So she flies A-Wings as well in Rebels. And A-Wings Ooh. come in the box. Ooh. Oh, so... <laughs> I, so all right, so you read that so very differently I, than I did. I would, I would put money 
given that we know that Phoenix Weeder is the new title, which means that if it if the new card is Phoenix Weeder, she would keep the same ability and initiative. The fact that it says evade tokens, I would put money on her being an initiative six A wing pilot. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. So what I thought it was going to be is I thought there was going to be some type of title card or something that went under the B wing that allowed it to take like a red evade or something like that. But I could absolutely see that because you're right. If she's in the B wing, she would be in the A wing as well. And since the the rule of thumb with how pilots work with an FFG design, if it has the same subtitle, it has the same ability. Yeah. So like, whatever got, ship they're in. From the spread, we have an initiative four wedge in the A wing, which we have in Rebels. We've mm-hmm. got Initiative 3, Sabine Wren, and then Initiative 6, Hero Sendil in the B-Wing. Yep. So it's all, all of that stuff is from Rebels. Phoenix Cell is the name of the box. So I, I'm in on the being uh, an Initiative 6 A-Wing hero Absolutely. with that ability. The other thing that I don't think is in the, uh, the thing we're, we're using for our notes, but in the product description, it talks about Ahsoka Tano. Ooh. Yeah. Ahsoka in the so, A-Wing, then. It would have to be. Uh, so she flies an A-Wing in Rebels, I believe. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's what she's flying when she turns up. I can't remember exactly. Oh, that'll be fun. But, well, let's be honest. I would much rather, because I like winning, I would much rather have Ahsoka in an A-Wing than a B-Wing. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Because I'll take boss and my evade, please. Thank you. Thanks for yes. letting me cheat. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Try to hit me, please. Yeah. Um, but I've seen some back and forth online of if it's going to be um, a two force or a three force. And the only analogy I can think of is the uh, Anakin in the, uh, the Naboo fighter compared to Anakin in everything else. He's obviously young Anakin, old Anakin. Mm-hmm. So if Aether Sprite um, Ahsoka is Clone Wars young annoying Ahsoka, right, she must got better. So she, Yeah, because she faces Vader at the end of Rebels. Yeah. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. So I'm in for three force. I'm hoping that she gets better pilot skill though. How many does she have on the Aether Sprite? Is it two? I think she's pilot skill three. Oh, two force in the, uh, in the Aether Sprite. Because they really do reserve that three for. Hmm. But, I'm trying uh, to think of. The, I'm trying to think of the other um, three force pilots. You're looking at Luke, Vader, Vader. Palpatine comes with two as a crew. Um, Obi Wan. I mean, all the Jedi. Well, not all of them. Not but. all of them. Plon Kloon's only two, isn't he? May Mace, Obi Wan, and Anakin are the three force in in that. Um, Darth da- Maul, oh, Maul in Scum, in uh, Septus, sorry, uh, is three in the Sith Infiltrator. Yeah, all right, all right. You might be making a case for me. I thought that they were kind of reserving that more for quote unquote main characters. Yeah. But so she's initiative okay, three with two force in the Aether Sprite. Yeah, all so right. You've sold me. I I'm can see it. Initiative four with three force. And then she just instantly but, became. Let's be honest. I'm, I'm actually hoping for initiative six with five force, but like <laughs> being more uh, realistic, initiative initiative five at three, I could say. I mean, I'll, if you're going to give me an initiative five A wing with force, I will take it. I, yeah. I like rebels will be my new go to faction, and I will yeah. play Hera and Ahsoka 
and just say, shoot me, please. It will be fine. Yep. Do you want, oh, is that Ahsoka's in uh, in your arc? Oh, well, Ahira's going to pass her an evade token. She's got her own evade token, and she's got three force. Shoot me, please. Good luck. All right, but, enough yeah. of this rebel scum stuff. Let's talk about the cool stuff. We're getting a new paint job for <laughs> the Defender, my one of my favorite ships, and some more Bloodstripe. Uh, so it's not Bloodstripes. Right, well, and I was going to get to it, that. I, it makes me sad. It again somewhat triggers me because <laughs> they're not they're they're yeah, blood stripes that aren't blood stripes. I believe it's the paint job out of squadrons. I might be wrong. I think because right. if squadrons one flows up at the corners. Oh, so. now you've got me. Now you're questioning whether or not the yellows in the in squadrons, and I think it is. I that interesting. That are right, now now. <laughs> Drawing from the same source material, aren't they? So if you're if you're gonna pay money, you know, for putting a video game out, you might as well pull stuff out of it. Well, so but that starts to beg the question, like, so we just literally talked about at the beginning of this that they put all the stuff in development between eighteen and twenty four months out. Like at one point in time, they decided on the paint scheme. They would have had to have known that that paint scheme was an option in Squadrons before it came out. Now, yep. I'm sure that's part of the you know license that they have with LFL. Um, now I've got to look that up, Chris. You're killing me because now I'm going to want to – if those are strictly – because that was my question was – so it totally made sense whenever they did uh, Riot from the old Imperial Aces uh, box set with her being completely – because her TIE Defender was completely covered in bloodstripes. That's why it's red. Was it Imperial what? Aces? Imperial Aces. Thank you. It was uh, an Imperial Aces with Riot. That was the oh, Defenders. Which, uh, which one it, was it? it was, Interceptors was Aces, yeah, so it was – um, I can't remember. If it wasn't Aces, it was someone else. Okay, so I'm right, looking up just for my anally retentiveness, just to get a, get the right one done. Because it was the one, yeah, it's the one that came with the the bomber. The bomber, yeah, yeah. But like, it made sense, like canonically, why she had a full red tie defender. The weird blood strips on this one, like you've got me. Look, where's it, the it's Star Sky Academy? It's it would be it'll be the paint job for Strike Sky Sky Strike. Pardon me, for Sky Strike Academy. God, can't talk. Yeah, but where is I just that- had to run upstairs to wet Poppy out, sorry. That's okay. Um, where are you? Imperial Aces was Interceptors, and then uh, Veterans, Imperial Veterans. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. You're right. So you're right. Sky Strike was in Rebels. I don't know how I forgot about that, because I do now this is starting to trigger the memory. Like, oh, yeah, wait, they did show the Defender in Rebels. Yeah. But then they've got Gideon Husk in there, and Gideon Husk was in... Um, Inferno Squadron from Inferno. Battlefront 2. Battlefront 2, thank you. Initiative 6 pilot, though. Have you seen the scenery? scenery? I... Initiative 6 interceptor pilot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, do, do you think I can take... Will they let me take Vader, Fel, and Scenery in a squad? Ooh, I, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find because, out right, soon. So like, the way the math works now, it's not always how high the initiative is. It's how good the ship is. It's one of the things I love about what they've done with 2nd Edition is you could still have an Initiative 4 pilot, but it's the most expensive pilot in there because it's clearly the best ship. Yeah. So... In theory, you could probably get that ship down to the point where you could run three I-6s, but good God. Yeah. Uh, um, Gideon, seeing as you touched on him, is still Inferno 2, so he takes the same ability of while you perform an attack against a damaged defender, roll one additional attack die. Mm-hmm. Apart from he's in an interceptor now, 
So, yeah, which is four attack dice as opposed to the two he is in the hero three range one, you know, and five it's, attack, it's five so, attack, it's I five yeah. or it's I four. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's oh, pretty, pretty good. And the the inner uh, Imperial Aces build and me loves loves everything about this. Like I'm genuinely excited to see like, Oh, it's just an I four, but yeah, if you let that I four go, that's five attack dice in your face, my friend. Yeah. And then the defender pilot with C's initiative five is Volt Scaris, which I think is a test pilot from Rebels who uh, gets shot down. Spoilers. Yeah. Again, if you haven't seen it. (laughs) And then last but not least, we've got fugitives and collaborators. Another interesting choice on this. And, Revisiting the hawk, which is that, what baffles me in this. Yeah, that, that hawk is super sexy, though. Oh, it's beautiful. That is the I, best. It's like a, it's like stealth. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Like, I probably could take or leave the scum Y wings, and like, if it was just this pack without, like, if it was a, a normal cord hawk and those Y wings, I don't think I'd buy this. But that's a lie because it's me. I would buy it, but I don't think I'd be happy about it. <laughs> I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy it begrudgingly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is like another re-release for the the Scum Y wings. So, like, if you have the old, I mean, ones... there's no way to get Scum Y wings at the moment. The only way is to buy a conversion kit and Rebel Y wings. Oh, all right. So that tells you how in tune with that because, like, I obviously have like six of these the the ones that came out whenever scum came out yes with scum and villainy ones um from the hired guns pack yeah um obviously you you can't buy them on the shelf in second edition anymore so yeah so this is the only way for them so this is technically the release for the y-wing on for scum Scum. yeah wow that's interesting so like all of these wait what about a hawk can you you can wait they've got they had so that's interesting. So the so there aren't individual releases of these ships. This no, but there was never a scum hawk. A scum hawk has never been released. There was only ever a rebel hawk. And then you bought the you got the cards when you bought the higher gun box. So yeah. and now obviously it's all in the scum conversion kit. But it was no way to get any of these models in. Um, Sorry, you could buy Rebel Y-Wings and use the Scum Conversion Kit legally to play them. But if you didn't have access to first edition models, you weren't running a Hawk. Interesting. Well, I find it interesting that that's how they've chosen to release these ships as opposed to like... Because these are technically alternate paint schemes then. These are... All right. So again, if you're if you've not played first edition and you're and you're tuning into this for the first and you're hearing this for the first time, the way that these expansions used to work with these veteran packs or whatever other you'd ever call it, would always be an alternate paint scheme. Like here's the stock X wing and this was what the X wing looked like, but here's the super special one that comes in the CR or CR nine or the GR seventy five. Like you get a different paint scheme for the ship, and they did that for a whole bunch of them. The A wings, the B wings, they did a whole bunch of these, but. For this, this is considered. This would be the base paint scheme for these. So that is a little bit weird. Yeah. All right, let's get into Canaan. Uh, yeah. So initiative three. Um, so it's a lost Padawan, and then initiative three, and he's in the Hawk. While you are a ship in your arc defends you. Sorry, in your mobile arc defends, you may spend one force. 
If you do, the attacker rolls one fewer attack die, and he's got one force. It's a nice get out of jail free card. Uh, I think it's pretty. I think it's really good. Yeah, no. I don't um, obviously, range expands out to three from your mobile arc. Um, generally, you're probably going to be focused anyway, so you don't need the force if you unless you can get attacked more than once. So mm-hmm. spend the force every time. Don't worry about it. Don't do a math. Just spend the force. It's fine. Yep. Yep. I agree. If you have the opportunity to do it, I still find it weird to see a hawk with two attack dice. <laughs> Uh, on a turn as well it's good i I I really like the hawk i've always liked the hawk but i like i liked it from the game that it came from it's just it always baffled me whenever they released it in first edition with one attack dice like what are you what are you doing like well you're meant to use the turrets well until tlts came out uh there weren't really a lot of compelling turrets to put on the damn thing oh wow you know I, i i do like it though i think that's really good um then where has it gone let me i just want to double check something can you see who the i5 can you see who the i5 um because my sister it's got to be a new pilot right it's on the it's got to be a new pilot as opposed to yeah yeah because they said you wouldn't have to buy them so um i just want to say that unless they take away the crew slot out of spite from kanan you could put maul on kanan as well Give him hate, give him hate and maul. So he's got two force, and uh, if he takes damage, he gets one back. So you're always just removing those dice from people. Yeah, create some kind of that will be the combo that makes that hawk lose its crew slot. Calling it now. (laughs) Give it some kind of weird continuity error. Like again, back way back in the first edition, whenever you could put Kylo and (laughs) Vader in the same squad, Vader in the same squadron. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Um, so the, where am I? The other pilots look like we have, um, the internet guru is Gam- to have- Gamut Key is the Hawk pilot that's pictured, I think, pictured, because it isn't the same cardboard yeah. as Kanan. Um, apparently he's from the Kanan comics, which I've not read. Uh, Arliz Hadrasan is one of the Y-Wing pilots. Uh, and then yeah and then lima kai in is the other y-wing oh yeah good an i5 y-wing i don't know if you want some scum alpha strike maybe maybe Uh, it's still a y-wing it's still in the y-wing chassis though chassis though that's fine we'll we'll wait till the razor crest comes out and then we'll be good yep yep, the y-wings with the razor crest oh the salt on that on the transmission on the twitch stream of just like Razor Quest when, Razor Quest when, Razor Quest when. I'm like, God damn it, Twitch, just shut up. <laughs> and I don't want to take anyone to take my last statement on the the Y Wing is like my second favorite ship in Star Wars. I always thought it was cool. Like the X Wing was like you saw a lot of those, but I always liked the build of a Y Wing. It looked kind of cool to me. I was always disappointed. I I reveled in the time frame when running four Y Wings with quad laser, uh, yeah, twin laser turrets was a thing because it brought y-wings in because i always wondered why that ship wasn't being flown more often um so it's not y-wing hate for me i do not hate the ship it's just i don't feel that it's a particularly strong chassis in the game right now because they haven't really done a good turret game right now you get a good solid turret a y-wing becomes a good turret caddy especially the the low pilot skill there was a time i dorsal ion with veteran turret gunner was really good they, they were really uh, good. 
the original Rebel convoy list in one point. So right. Even in second edition, Y wings with um, with that, I like you can do some pretty funky stuff with them at the moment. I I forgot the name of the current Y wing, like Dira, a Dira swarm, I think it is, where you get the re rolls if they're in your arc. Um, so if they're attacking someone in your arc, you get re rolls on your attacks. And then you have veteran turret gunner and on Nolly Y wings, and because you're shooting from your prime, your fixed primary arc, even if your turret is pointed in the front, you haven't fired from your turret arc. You fired from your fixed primary, so you get to double tap out the front. All of them getting re rolls, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's it's nasty, but still Y wings. They're still they're still Y wings. So it's yeah, Y wing. Yeah, um, I don't know anything else. No, I think that covers all of the the X Wing stuff. Like they did redu- do a couple of things. I was so correct me if I'm wrong, but was that the first announcement that we had heard for Armada in like ever? Well, they obviously they released for Clone Wars starter boxes for each faction, right. and they they released a card pack um, which resizes all of the cards and brings everything into ease of accessibility. So there's been some um, obviously like I basically had to buy two ships. Well three I was three ships behind on my no. I I sold well, let me work this out so I'm not just fucking <laughs> I'm babbling. I told you I was tired. I stopped buying Armada like four years ago, sold it all or whatever it was, and then bought it back this year and I was four ships behind. Yeah. So I had um, to buy a, a Pelter. Um, the um, I still need an extra uh, transport GI seventy five, and I didn't have a Profundity, and I didn't have the um, Nadiri Starhawk. The, the so two I was four, ones, those are the two yeah. new ones. Yeah, yeah. I, so I was four ships behind after four years. But yeah. lo and behold, oh. ev- uh, I'm sorry. Atomic Mass Games. It's going to be so... Uh, I, I've got... I've just now... I've been watching myself during the course of this one going, I6, I6, I6. No, 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 no. It's not Pilot Skull. It's I. Keep doing that. And now I'm going to have to break the habit of FFG because that's just kind of like words to just roll out of my mouth. I'm going to keep saying FFG until it disappears off the website. Yeah, but... So, you know, pull one out for uh, the Lost Brothers. Yeah. Yep. But, so... Atomic Mass Games obviously is signaling that Armada is not going anywhere. Um, they are still releasing stuff for it. There's stuff that's been in the works, and it's just now slowly starting to trickle out. Yeah. They did mention a little bit of a lag, because uh, it looks like none of this stuff is going to be available until April, even though we did literally see someone pull stuff off the shelf at the, from the FFG Center. So we know that it's there. They know that they at least have some of the stuff there, so that's well, right. It was off the shelf. It was in the warehouse. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Like off. All right, so off the shelf in the warehouse. Um, so it is there. So we're going to start seeing release dates here. Um, a lot of it sounded like it was in April. So there is a bit of lag due to COVID. Like they have the same issues everyone else had. So 2021 is going to be an interesting year for releases. Um, I'm going to have to pick up that Tide Defender one though. <laughs> I'm going to pick up all three. All three. I'm, I'm back and forth on, depending on, I've got two, yeah, I've got two A-wings at the moment for Rebels. So I'm back and forth on whether I'm going to buy two boxes and have... Uh, Jesus, I think, like, I think I've got five sitting in that case, which means I've got six in my other case. 
I got probably like 11 A-Wings. They're the old ones that you don't like, the big clunky ones. Yeah, well, you know, we just need to do a bit more cardio. We'll be fine. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> They've been sitting on their butts for a while. It's time to break them out. Yeah. I really, I'm so like, if they give me Hira as an I-6 and then a Sulker in an A-Wing as well, I don't even care what the rest of the squad is. I'll just take a bid. I don't care. I just want to have fun flying those two ships. Heck yeah. All right. <laughs> so I think that covers all the X-Wing related stuff. I do have some... So that, that's a new, you've got a main topic to talk about now. That was the main topic. No, that was the news. The main topic is how awesome we are. All right. So let's get to this one. So I was really hoping that Chad would be able to make it, but for whatever reason, he was not able to make it tonight. So I'm going to do my soft and mushy stuff here. We are at episode 70. So those of you that may or may not know, this podcast is basically a, a second edition in and of itself of another podcast that I and Chad and a couple other folks from the Nova Squ- uh, Squadron area started way back in June 17th, 2014, which when I saw that number uh, right before we started recording was insane to me uh, to realize that I have been doing this for seven years. On episode three, Building X-Wing Communities, that was three episodes into the actual Nova Squadron radio show, one Mr. Sean Dorsey joined us and has never left. No, I missed, um, I missed two episodes. I came back on seven, six yeah. or seven. Okay, all right, but long story short, and then shortly after that, I believe it was episode 10, we got one Mr. Chris Sheriff. My point being, in 2014, I met two of my closest and dearest friends, and we have been podcasting together for seven years. Now, there is a gap, of course, between whenever the last real episode of Nova Squadron Radio released, which was in 2017, to the first one that we did here. So there is a gap between us doing podcasting, but we have been friends ever since we've stayed in touch. We've been doing all doing this for a really long time. Um, I couldn't imagine doing this with anyone else. I'm not talking to the audience right now. I am going to pull my notes down so I can see my friends and say this has been an honor. It has been a privilege. It has been a ton of fun. Lack of Focus has now officially surpassed Nova Squadron Radio in the amount of podcasts that we have done. We've been doing this for seven years, guys. And let's just keep going. Let's just keep seven more years. We're going to start Chris's or start Sean's uh, Lack of Focus tech podcast. <laughs> Each and every week, legitimately every two weeks we get together. Uh, obviously, we're doing it every week for D&D, but that, and that's been awesome. But I, I, I don't hmm. – how do I try to do this without genuinely tearing up? Um, the fact that that little podcast show, I got to meet two of my closest and dearest friends that I legitimately have only met in person, Sean, one time at one event. I've seen Chris in person three times, two two times. A couple more. A couple, it, maybe three. Maybe, maybe three. three. I think it might I'm be maybe. three. My point hmm. is it has been an honor. It has been a privilege. And I just want to thank you both personally for putting up with me um over all these years thank you so much it's it's pretty crazy it's pretty crazy to say that uh even back when i came on the show the first time my life in x-wing was way different yes you were a very different place were were way different my intensity towards x-wing was huge i mean it's probably other than working and my son 
the rest of my time was X-Wing. You know, computers, computer games would never have been even in the forefront. It was always testing cryo decks, you know, getting ready for tournaments, things like that. So building squad lists on your lunch break when you're, yeah, I, yeah, I was right yeah, there. You know, and, and it's, I don't know, it, it's interesting to me to have ever been invited. I, I had done one other podcast where I did a uh, scum and villainy with Ricky and his original partner. I can't remember, uh, Duncan. Um, I can't remember his first name, but, um, we did it, and then Ricky screwed up my voice because we were using whatever audacity. Yep. So we had to sync up the three, and for some reason, when I sent it to him, it wouldn't sync. So my first time on a podcast was never really on a podcast, even though I was. Um, and then I, Roy, it was all up to Roy who got me on the show because I remember he had – either called me or text me and asked me if I wanted to go on the show and talk about the community building and tournaments and things like that. And then that's where I met you or met you, Ed, and um, I met Chad. And I can't remember, was it Chris Solon? It would, have been, it would have been Chris Solon back then. Yeah, I think he was on the show that night. And then from there, it's just kind of been... Every two weeks. Every two weeks, you know, <laughs> with the exception of the last couple, two years with my back and that insane time um i do my best to make it as much as i can with my physical condition and everything else but it's uh it's been a pleasure you know it's i I enjoy it um even though i'm not that deep into x-wing anymore i still enjoy this i enjoy just our conversations and listening to you and chris banter back and forth about (laughs) 40k and because I never played 40K. I think I owned a couple ships from 40K at one point and never played it. So it's been great. It's been fun. It's strange that it's been seven years because I've been dealing with X-Wing since 2012. So I'm almost at the 10-year anniversary. Next year in August will be my 10-year anniversary with X-Wing. And it just seems strange that a game about plastic ships can bring so many people together. It's just awesome. I know from all over, Chris was in Canada. You were there in Omaha. Like it was, it's the, the show brought, brought, brought us together. I thought that was kind of cool. So and yeah. we've done stuff that doesn't relate to X-Wing since like we're every Monday night, we're playing D and D just got done having a real, for those of you who are, like whatever Chris gets around to editing, all of it, we just had a really cool battle that unfortunately Sean missed out on. Well, it's already, I ate that one was- up online how oh, are you oh no sorry no uh, sorry you're talking about the D one yeah so no. yeah i'm talking about the D one yeah oh yeah. it'll get there it'll get there uh, take your time i said the the, the commission's killing me my yeah, fault no, i understand um i i've really appreciated that time because i think the first time i was on the show i don't think i'd moved to cold work yet and i was pretty deep into x-wing i was writing articles for Bella Lost Souls uh, a couple we were, of times a week. We were both um, authors of Bella Lost Souls at one point in time at the simultaneously, and I did not know that until I interviewed you. Yeah, and then I went to Canadian Nationals and lost to um, Ron Brannan to um, F, yeah, to not make the cut. I think, ironically, if I I lost to Ron and my friend who I flew down with, Greg Jackson, lost to the person who won the event. And ironically, if we'd have flipped our matchups, if he'd have, because I played him around before and beat him, if you flip our matchups, his squad hard counters runs, and I think I can beat 
the uh, the twin falcons because I had two A wings with Prockets and a a better falcon than him. So I put ten damage onto one of the falcons with the A wings, and um, then the race is over effectively. Yeah, at that juncture, yes. Yeah. So then, but we both make the cut, and then it's a run to the finals. But because I beat Greg, the matchups were the other way around, and um, I lost a run and he lost to a Falcon, so neither of us made the cut. <laughs> so hey ho, um, that was it. But yeah, that was that was good, good times. But yeah, having you guys and being able to do that is what kept me in X Wings when I moved to Cold Wake. There was nothing. There was no community. It was literally just me. Um, I got to play a little bit with one other guy, but it was all theory crafting and talking to you guys for a long time was the only thing I had to keep my interest alive. Reading every card. (laughs) But but given what we do now and the fact that, like I said, we're still doing it, I can't imagine not anymore. Yeah. the, The people I've met, the places I've got to go and yeah. It was a life-changing experience. So I couldn't agree more. So I wanted to close this one out when we were do when we were trying to figure out how long both shows had been going. I came across a review of our show, the only one that I've ever seen, and it was on Bell of Lost Souls, our own our old home. And I just wanted to read this out because when I read this, I was chuckling to myself. I'm like, wow, I remember all of this. So the article reads as far as our review, we're not even number one, which fucking kills me just so they're just on the same page because the kessel run out which and i love kenny and chumby i really do we were a better show than they were (laughs) (laughs) i i love them but different show to kessel they were they were and i i love both of them and they know that we've had dinner um my point so the review reads as follows the big beast and quite similar to the 11th company 40k podcast in length and content they have a good panel ranging from tournament players like uh, Mathwing King, major juggler, uh, who I just talked to over the Super Bowl, um, and triple world champion Paul Heaver is often a guest. Like or loathe major jugglers' mathematical breakdowns of ships to raw dice. I personally never eat them raw. I always cook them at, at gas mark six. And jousting numbers is fascinating nevertheless and gives a good starting point for everyone to discuss. The episodes are pumped out every two weeks and production values are, re- are good, which I fucking disagree with because I remember what the production level was like back then. And each episode is around the three hour mark, give or take Uh, the two adverts. And this is in air. This is in quotes for list juggler and codex are often long and tiresome after an episode or two. Kesselrun does these sort of tongue in cheek and mocks adverts much better. Uh, If I'm being overly critical, I will say that recently at times it's been a bit of a love in. But you can, uh, but but you can level that criticism at most podcasts. That was the review of our show back in 2016, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember our odds. Cryodex, Dex, Dex. I mean, if Chad were here, he'd be able to pull it off right now, almost. So I, I think- have to be. I hated those ads so much. I agree, 100. <laughs> percent like The first couple of times, but when I took over the editing from you all, I go like, oh Jesus, I'm gonna put this back in again. <laughs> At the time, we were trying to help out a friend. I know. I I think it wasn't the fact that the ads were there. It was the fact that it was the same two ads over and over again. Well, all right. So <laughs> For 70, I, 68 episodes. 
So <laughs> if we want to give a little peek behind the curtain, about 10 episodes in um, for doing Nova Squadron Radio, I realized that we had something on our hands that was actually something different. Because while there were other X-Wing podcasts at the time, uh, Nova Squadron Radio, especially with the the cast, the crew, the quality of the, the material that we were putting out, and the fact that we were definitely focused specifically on the competitive game and talking to tournament players, talking to tournament organizers. We had our inroads with our friends at FFG, so we'd have folks like Alex Davey on the show. Like, I genuinely felt like we were the number one X-Wing podcast at the time, and I don't know that many people would be able to argue with me for that time frame. At that point in time, I debated moving the show into a, a revenue stream, getting it not necessarily paying per episode, but uh, we had talked to folks like Greenman Designs, some of the people that were producing, um, like the, the what am I thinking, the acrylics out back at the time. But we were debating legitimately doing um, advertising, which would have made the show a revenue stream for all cast and crew involved. And I struggled with that on multiple levels. And the main decision-making process for me at the time was that I did, first of all, Patreon did not exist back in those days. Like nothing like that kind of, like if it had existed back then, I may have made a different decision. But long story short, I had a a podcast that I loved at the t- uh, way back when, 40K Radio, which is where the, the name Nova Squadron Radio came from, uh, for those who did not know. Uh, two good friends who got together and did this 40K podcast that imploded. Uh, upon itself uh, because the show started generating revenue and there were money issues between the cast and the crew. Uh, One of the cast members ended up leaving and then shortly thereafter, the show imploded in on itself after that. And I didn't want that. So I made a very conscious decision to not make the stream, make make the gate, make the the podcast a revenue stream. We did it for free for all of those years. Uh, We do. And I stand by that decision. But I remember towards the end of our lifespan is, you know, episode 69 rolled around and we were getting ready, like, unfortunately had to the issues that we did. We weren't financially stable. And when it turned out that we in order to keep the show up and running, we had to generate a whole bunch of money really, really fast. It wasn't there. And ultimately, and that is what ended up killing that podcast wasn't because we didn't want to do it anymore. It was because we financially until we if we unless we didn't come up with what I forget what the number $600. was. $600. It was it was 600 US dollars we needed to find for a, for another year, I think. Correct. But we need we needed it in like a week. Right. From memory. Or, so or, I, I might I might be slightly off with those numbers, but that's no, what my No, no, I think I think you're about right. So the long and short of it was legitimately by making the decision that I did to keep the purity of the show and not get let money get involved with the concerns with cast and crew, ultimately in the end I hung the show unknowingly because the way that it had always been told to us, our hosting was covered. And I never asked um, our benefactor how that happened, why it happened. It just, I send the podcast off, it goes up, everything seemed to be fine. And then whenever it turned out to be the way that it was, ultimately that decision in the end kind of hung the show. Now, like I said, if we'd have done that show now, there'd have been a Patreon to support it. And I I remember being very, very upset that that show had to end the way that it did. And I, I legitimately mourn the, 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 the loss of that show. But we brought this one back, and I think we're better. Um, I know that we are not the competitive edge that we used to be. I know that we're not giving the detailed analysis and we're not interviewing tournament players. But I have way more fun on this show than I did on that one. And I can I say fr- that... I think if we tried to make that show now it would fail and we wouldn't have listeners and we wouldn't do it. 
Yeah, no, I would agree. I agree with that. Well, that, that also show, being that well, that show was a much different, and the alignment of that show was purely one direction. You know, it was totally for competitive. You know, we number one. You know, now if you look at it, we couldn't bring Alex Davy on, or we couldn't bring Wade Pichet on, or probably could, but we wouldn't be it wouldn't have the value that it did back then. And I'll be honest with you, if we did that show over again, I wouldn't have done it. Just and it's not because of you guys, it's just that show was taxing. That was a mental insane show. I didn't get along with one of the other cast members, which is always happens in these types of things, you know, where people unless you're good friends with people, you don't just you know, it was just the way that it was and I know that if it would have came down to decisions of who goes, it would have been me because the other person was a big part of the, it was a big part of the draw to the show. And I would have been fine either way. It would have sucked because I wouldn't have been able to talk to you guys. But when that show ended, I think it, and I know Ed, you weren't happy, but Chris and I had talked a little bit and we were kind of, it was kind of like, finally, you know, we got it. If it makes you feel any better, Chad and I had a... Well, let me finish real quick. Chris and I were the minor parts of the show at the end, you know, because Chris was always keeping Bob in line with the math. Mm -hmm. Um, I did my rambling thing like I always did, talked about community talk, but by that time, I do believe I was done with running tournaments and, you know, I had passed the mantle of my league and everything else or close to that time. You know, an X-Wing, because it just, it ate me alive for a while there. And then, of course, after the little controversy with what I said on the show, and which was stupid, in my opinion, when no matter how you look at it, you know, it was just like, I was glad when the show ended. That's that's pretty much where I can go with it, just because it just, it, it, was, it was another job with X-Wing for me, you know, because we had to prepare. We had to always yeah. be ready to go. Yeah, with that show, I did run a little bit more of a tighter shift. Um, so if it makes you feel any better, a um, couple of weeks after the show died, uh, Chad was over my house. We're having beers in the backyard, having a campfire. And he expressed very similar thoughts to what you guys did. And that's why whenever second edition released and we started kicking around the idea, I wanted to do it different. And I think we all talked about this. We all had that conversation that if we're going to do it again, it has to be fun for everybody. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of decisions I uh, ultimately... So I just want to quantify it should be fun for everyone apart from the listeners. Yes, yes, yes. Agreed. So uh, I think ultimately, and there were some mistakes that I made towards the end there. I think the cast, uh, as much as I enjoyed all the folks that were on whenever we had Chris and we had Richard Sue on, we had all the other cast members that were on there. At one point in time, the, the, the flight decks alone were like an hour and a half long because we had so many people on. And that and you is... Know, you, had, you had players on. Yes. And who wanted to talk about every dice roll of every team. I'd um, come to the show with like not in depth, but like in depth flight decks ready to go. But like like the ones I kind of do here, were, you know, this is the squad I ran. This is what he ran. Like, this is how the game went. This is where I feel it went wrong. This is the takeaways. And then you you do oh fuck out. You do like Richard's tournament report where you just hear the turning of the pages. 
But uh, that that used to get me every time. A notebook yep. for like, yep. uh, God damn, it's not an ASMR podcast, man. You don't need to do the full sound effects. But right. going through his doctoral reports was fucking hilarious. Yeah. And then Bob's flight decks were always where the rocks were and uh you get to me and I'd be like, Yeah, I, I played some games, it was fun. Yeah, me too. <laughs> just I, just, I, I, just move, move the fuck on, man. I'd I'm so done with flight deck. But I'd spend like an hour before the show getting all my shit ready because if no one else had anything. We needed to have something. Right. But like, like Sean says, it, it's a job. It was just hard and tiring. And um, yeah. It, if it was... nothing else, when we started this one, we learned some lessons. We kept the cast down to a minimum. Um, so, to the best of my ability, I genuinely believe that there are four seats on this show, and that's kind of it. Guests do not bother me, but that uh, is. So seeing as well, like we're talking out of school now, like. I still have to rein you in a few times. You like, do. Of course you do. I, oh, you always have to rein me in. What are you talking about? Is it like, Ed's very, uh, is too nice. Like, oh, you've been on one, you have to come on again. No, 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 yep. no, no, <laughs> no, no, we don't. We, we might have them on again if we want to talk to them, but. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But and, and ultimately, and that's what it came down to is the fact that I had made so many friends, um, through the show, folks that I had met, folks that I hung out with, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'd love to have you on. And then it just, it is my big heart that ultimately in the end, <laughs> blew the show up, a cast of thousands. Um, uh, I think I got, the thing I re- remember, is that there were three or four shows back to back to back, where we had like seven people on. Oh yeah. And oh, I think I started like, I think I missed a couple here and there and was like, I don't need to be there every week anymore. So I, I'd try and I'd look at what was coming out and what was going to be the topics and then decide if I thought I was going to add value. So I'd just kind of like judge myself if I was going to be, be on the show or not. And not because I didn't enjoy hanging out, but I felt the show got to that point where it just... There were a lot of voices. There were, there yeah. were a lot of voices talking. And I, it was so tiring playing the contrarian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, people, this is probably... Even though, no, that's a lie. The, the person you get to hang out with in Discord is the closest you'll get to a real me. The me talking to you on YouTube or when I do the... The solo thing, like I, I did that ten minute cat. Is, is that's a real Chris talking to you guys? This is a listeners, not Ed and Sean. Mm-hmm. But on this, I still play a role. This isn't like the real me, a hundred percent of the time. Like the, the bantering with Ed is obviously stepped up a notch. The, the competitive talk is ramped up a little bit to give a counterbalance to the rest of the cast so that you get a nice balance and a good feel and I it's all for the show but for Nova Squadron I felt I had to play a very tiring role which I expect made me a lot of fans but it also made me it got me a lot of hate mail as well <laughs> so so ultimately end while I feel like we did a lot of things right with that show ultimately and I feel that there were a lot of things that we did wrong with that show in in retrospect it was probably better um at least for me and i know obviously from from what i'm hearing here 
for both of you that the show did die the way that it did unexpectedly just i i the only my only regret is that we didn't get our shit together long enough to get a goodbye show out before before the doors went because legitimately like even if you look at the list like we have an episode 69 where we talked about the the outrider cup and then that was it it just went away i I believe we had like stuff ready to go for the next episode and things like that and i I remember trying to scramble around and we had to worry about trying do we rebrand? Do we do something? I, I try I think it was NSR or something weird. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was kind of I think because obviously it hit you you and Chad pretty hard. And I think that's around the time my grandmother passed away as well. So I was having to go back to UK uh, and trying to do it from like a seven hour time difference. Um, to try and trying to hold it together whilst people got got the, the shit together, and it was that was a hard time because I I had no interest in doing an X Wing show of that the type that w- was going, but equally it was a level of responsibility to to you know, the time that I that I definitely felt. But then um, cast members moved on to other shows and. Like Chris went to um, Scum and Villainy, didn't he? No, Bob went to Scum and Villainy, um, the drinking podcast. I can't remember what it's called now. OCX. OCX, yeah. Like Chris went over there, um, and I just uh, at that point it was very, it was very hard to have that same drive. And I enjoyed doing my. I was doing a lot of YouTube content myself at the time, so trying to. Uh, do you reserve takes for the podcast or do you put it out immediately because you're on your own and can? You know what I mean? Mm. It was pretty tiring. And then I didn't want to do an X-Wing podcast. I wanted to do an X-Wing podcast with you guys. Right. And that's not what was happening. So it went away. And then there was a very... I had a very good idea that when they said there's going to be a big announcement and they added an extra day to Worlds, that it was this going to be worse. Fault. So we're all yeah. on the same page. This is your fault. <laughs> so I lost a chunk of money because I rearranged a flight so I could get there earlier and added extra hotel days on so I could attend this press conference to see what was being uh, being announced. Because there was a very few things it could possibly be. And then when it happened, I was like, you know, it would be fun just getting to, so I think I reached out to everyone and I literally everyone, it was going to be the full, like the full shebang eight person cast or whatever. And, um, different people didn't want to do it for different reasons or were busy and stuff like that. But then after we did it, it kind of was just easy and nice. Kind of, kind of felt natural. Kind of. So, so for those who aren't aware, and I, I, I think it's on the lack of focus feed, correct? The- no, I think it's on the dice hit. Well, I don't know if I put it up because I believe it is a. I'll check. I believe it's actually titled as a Nova Squadron radio episode. Yeah, I was just going to say because we legitimately titled it episode sixty nine. And we acted like at no point in time did we acknowledge the fact that the show had been gone for two years. At no point in time did like we played it off as if we were like keep on track and the shows just keep on going, like nothing ever happened. Yeah. And it was meant to be a joke, but we got to the end of it and then we're like, 
we 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 should keep 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 doing this. And then we had a conversation between all of us, and that if we're going to keep doing this, it's got to be a very different show. And we had all of these conversations about how taxing it was because I, I I hear all of you, which is interesting to me because I I didn't realize the amount of prep work the rest of the cast was doing going into that because it, this is completely selfish. This is completely very self centered. I'm preparing those show notes during the course of those two weeks so yeah. that I know all the key points. I'm booking the guests. I'm talking to whoever's going to be on the show, trying to like, I'm spending the week going, oh, okay, this guy won this regional. Can someone get me his number? Who knows him? I know when to get him on the show, Get do some of the test recordings, make sure that everything's set up correctly. Like, so I'm doing all of that stuff. It never dawned on me that the show was also a ton of prep work for the people who were also on the show. Um so having had all those conversations, it was kind of nice to be like, you know what? We're just going to show up. We're not really oh, going to have it. I have it in front of me now. It was Nova Squadron Radio 2.1 was the title I put out on the Dice Hate feed. Then there was an X-Wing podcast dash where we're going, we don't need show notes. And then after that, we did Lack of Focus episode zero. Yeah, because I don't think we had a name. Yeah, no, we, we just knew that we didn't want to do Nova Squadron Radio. It was because right. it was going to be different. We knew we needed to change it. Well, that, so we did. That and also we were talking about not having the blessing of Roy, too. Right. Yeah. So that's it, probably something we should probably kind of touch on in the fact that, like, the first two words in that podcast is Nova Squadron. And yeah. while not, nobody lived in the Nova Squadron area, in the Nova right. region. And, and while we had the blessing of the Nova Squadron team and Roy was extraordinary, Roy and the rest of the guys were extraordinarily accommodating. Um, I never, never wanted to take anything disparaging. I had, a, I really enjoyed all the relationships. I still talk to Roy. I still talk to all of the guys that I did this with. Everything is fantastic as far as my relationship with those is concerned, as far as I'm concerned. But it wasn't our name. It was their name. They had that Nova Nova Squadron is a gaming group that has been in the Northern Virginia for a decade before the show ever came around. So the we didn't have the rights to that. That's not ours. Um, and that's one of the things that ultimately in the end, I really felt like that's what got the show its start was kind of standing on the on the shoulders of giants who had already gotten there. They had already had Paul in their back pocket because he had won a world. It was a great to get the show started, but then it just we we kept with it. And when we wanted to do something else, we couldn't take that with us. It wasn't ours. And we had, I think we initially had initiated a conversation with Roy. If like, if we started something back up, could we still use the name again? But like ultimately, I think, again, I think we made the right decision. We're just going to do it on our own. Like it has not, we don't need to have that tie because what we're doing isn't what they're doing. And we didn't want the one name to associate with the other. While it's the same cast and crew, at the heart of it, it's not the same show by any yeah. stretch. Yeah, I think we we basically we negotiated with Roy. We kept the Facebook page. Yeah, so and that, that was an did, absolute nightmare to transfer over. Uh, Roy was happy for us to do it um, as long as like we we got the name changed through in the end, kind of thing. But yeah, and I I did discuss with Roy about the idea of buying the show effectively. But yeah, it, it wasn't. Well, because it didn't we, we, make any sense to do it that way. So. We toyed around with the idea of uploading the back episodes, so that if anyone wanted to go back and listen to them, they could. But hmm. now, when I look back at some of these older, all these older episodes, none of these have any relevance anymore. Yeah, like no, no, it's a different game too. I mean, when you look at 
just not just the show, but the game itself was a different game from Nova Squadron to Lack of Focus. Mm-hmm. And really and truthfully, it is. It's. I mean, uh, if you wanted a complete library of what first edition uh, X-Men was like, go back, listen, by all means. I mean, you can find them there on Podbean if you want them. Um, they're so there. What, what I'm probably going to do is I will publish episode uh, Nova Squadron Radio 2.1 and X-Wing podcast where we're going. We don't need show notes. I'll stick those on the Patreon for people who only follow us through Podbean because they'll have never had a chance to listen to those. And it'll be terrible because I was pretty bad at editing it because I'd just not done it. I'd not done audio-only editing. So it's pretty. the quality of those first like 10 shows is pretty fucking rough. If I want to if I want to highlight keynote a single episode to single out, I would go with episode 36, which is uh, Worlds 2015, where we got permission and we had a little table set aside for us from the folks that, that kindly set aside us some room on the main floor of Worlds 2015, where Fantasy Flight Games was kind enough to give us a place to record the show. Uh, yeah. We were doing literally doing live interviews live from the floor. We did we did some of the show in a hotel room. Uh, we all gathered around a single mic and did that. Um, that was good times. That, that was, was a good time. That, that so, was a great episode because we had Aaron Bonner and yep. Donald and uh, uh, what's her name was sitting in the corner by the window. Um, yeah. Linda, thank you. Linda was sitting in the corner and we were all just having a great time. Because we talked about our experience at Worlds, you know, with uh, I can't remember if we had the old Greg stuff in there, you know, and all that. Yeah, that, that was the old Greg times. Yep. Still yeah. my best selling t shirt on my Dice Hate shop. <laughs> I, I still sell about an average of one a month of the old Greg t shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Third were- times, we'll always have them. Yeah. But, and if you, if you had two episodes, those would be the two. Yep. Because I, I think that's our pinnacle. And if you really look at the, the true picture, having a table at Worlds, being able to just sit by the door, because we were in that one corner by the door, weren't we? Like right yep. outside of yeah. the games, the the hall there. Yep. And we could just pull anybody as they came by. And that's what we were doing. Legitimately, like a table would clear off and we'd pull someone off the table and like talk to them. Um, yeah. Oddly enough, this actually gets around to something else that I wanted to, uh, to add in real quick at the end because I know he's listening, and I don't want to forget Suresh, one of our um, uh, one of our patreons, and a guy that I interviewed on that precise show that we just talked about. Um, one of the guys that was on the Australian team at the time is getting; uh, they're doing some live streaming of some X Men games. I don't know if they're doing it on TTS or whatever, but they're looking for guest commentators. And they reached out to me and the staff. I know you guys, are, this is not news to you, you guys, because I reached out. I think we should do that. I think for like for a day to dive back into that just for a moment, um, not to mention the fact that it helps Suresh out and I'm all about helping him out if I can. So yeah, if, if I can get it in my schedule, I would do it. It's yeah, there's a gigantic time difference between Australia. So be like, we're yeah. talking to people from the future. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> The other thing is, is doing it, you know, you can't have delay for us. It's very difficult to do a stream from that far with a delay, you know. Yeah. For what I, we're seeing to what we're saying, can, there can be a delay in what we say to the world, but what well, we to see be, can't. To be honest, I think they're going to be probably playing on TTS, which means I don't think there'll be a delay. Yeah, which means I'll have to figure out TTS, so. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm right there with you. Yeah, we'll sell today. Oh, yeah. 
So I still, I'm, I'm looking at it right now because I'm a fucking loser. But the world's 2015. Sean will appreciate this because he knows uh, the saltiness of me not being able to kill Corrin Horn with seven rounds of shooting in a row, not being able to do more than one damage. Yeah. Um, per round because then he just RTD twos it back up, and then him getting one shot on my Vader and killing me. Um, so a third, uh, the chance of doing at least one damage is 39%, so a 10% chance, and I was so salty, and then I sit and look at the map, and I'm like, yeah, no, it's fine. I, I, I was wrong. I was just bad at the game, man. I was just bad at the game. I remember you in the hotel room after that. I was so mad. <laughs> we basically cleared out because Chris was didn't want to talk to anybody. We were trying to joke with him. Uh, no, you, was not ready. You were staying with, with Patrick, me, and Aaron, right? Yeah. I, I had my cot in the corner or on the side, and then I yeah. think you and Patrick shared a bed. Yeah. Aaron had one, and then I think, no, 2013 is when Paul Heaver stayed with us the last night. Yeah, it was only four of us in that room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was so salty. I, I just remember that. And, so... and it came off of your shit day in Imperial Assault, too, the day before. Yeah. yeah. I missed the cut in Imperial Assault, missed the cut in X-Wing. Yeah. Felt like a right shitter. Um, yeah, it was my Kagi, Karnar, Jax, and Vader against... Um, it was Siggy running Corrin Horn with R2-D2 and two Grey Squadrons with TLTs, I think. No, TLT was an eight then. Was it? Yeah, Maybe? yeah it was. It absolutely yeah. was. Yeah, with, with TLTs. I remember, I remember the two TLT lists that I faced at Worlds, and I'm like, I've by turn two, I've blown up two of the Y-Wings, and both of my opponents did the exact same thing. They looked at me and go, you've played this list before. I'm like, I've played this list a lot. Yeah, well, um... I I think I left a Y-Wing on one health and that managed to kill Kagi. Like everything just tri- like trickled down, trickled down. And I had seven turns of unanswered shooting at Corrin and yeah. couldn't kill him. Couldn't. I, just, I just remember that night when you came down to the hot tub, you'd finally calm down. And then yeah. we had to listen to Aaron Bonner for like two hours, just bitch about his loss, you know that insane loss that he had and you and you and him were kind of bannering back and forth. That was, yeah, it's good. Oh my God. It was such, you know, the hot tub times, man. (laughs) And that's why Chris doesn't take X-Wing seriously anymore. Because when Chris (laughs) takes X-Wing seriously, he's a bit of a dick. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So as much as I hate to end all the reminiscing of the old show, it is nearly 1am and I do have to get up and go to work tomorrow. So yeah. I was waiting for you to call us. All the people that have to rein in, it's going to be me having to rein in the whole thing in. So anyway, yeah. so Sean, always good to talk to you, my friend. Well, it's uh, it's good that we're uh, talking about the old show because we've probably hit about the same time frame as the old show. <laughs> that <laughs> is probably true. Length of time. So it's okay. I truncate the silence now, Sean, so that cuts an hour off each episode. If yeah. only the listeners knew. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't think we've had much silence tonight. No, <laughs> I should no. I should do uh, the Patreon episode that I put out early. I should not truncate the silence. Oh, just no. so that they know. That would kill them. We'd, we'd, we'd probably <laughs> lose Patreon at that, that point. Or if you just leave me rambling with all my ums and ahs and pauses that I have because my brain doesn't work. 
No, but listen, no, no one knows what you're talking about, Sean, when you say that, because I truncate the silence. I know. Yeah, remember I told you, I know exactly what your ums and ahs look like on Audacity when I'm editing them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that brief time frame when I was actually like, I'm just going to edit all those out. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was a bad yeah, idea. Not, not when I'm speaking, no. <laughs> no, that would kill you. But no, it's great to be here. It's great to, you know, it's funny that while we were talking, while Chris was talking there, I was thinking, you know, so we've done, what are we at now? 137 true episodes of podcasting. Yeah. Yep. And I just look at it and I'm like, you know, I, I always sit here and I'm always like, what the hell am I even, why do these guys want to have me on the show? Because I have zero, zero input about X-Wing anymore, just because... My, you think I do? <laughs> my former life of X-Wing, you remember how intense I was. You know? I know. I'd lose sleep over the damn game because I'd be prepping for a tournament three weeks out that I knew five people would be at. You know, it's just like that's how insane it was. But the coolest thing about it is, is that we sit here and we talk, and I'm just like, I always think back to those days. You know, I think back to worlds or I think back to the just all the conversations we've had. And I think back to Bob and I think back to Chris and I think back to all these guys and it's just like, holy shit. And then I'm like, where the fuck is Chad? <laughs> you <know>? Yep. <laughs> Cause he has, you know, it's just, it's, it's so cool to be doing this and I'm so glad we are doing this and, yeah. you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we can, we can keep Chris, you know, on board to continue to edit and, you know, and, and and Chris and I will have a conversation about something I want to do here in the near future. So I don't know about that vast fortune we we pay him to do all the uh, uh, editing. And so, uh, you, you guys are patrons as much as every all of the listeners. So <laughs> I am in your debt eternally. <laughs> but you you guys are what allow me to do this, and I. Though I'm not going to lie, there is guilt on the dice hate side of it that I've 100 percent this year. I've decided to push it to one side so I can try and sort the rest of it, just for my own mental health, why it feels crappy. And there's no one to blame but myself. Like, literally, I hung out... 2019 is when is what... I was thinking about this earlier today, actually. Um, 2019 set me up to be in the shit state I am now because Jill's mum and dad came over for, like, six weeks. And I was like, oh, I've got all of these projects I can get finished and sorted out. And that while well, they're here, because I won't have to look after Eevee. And I spent 20, December 2019 playing League of Legends with, uh, with the crates online instead of doing any of the things that I said I was going to do. So suck it, 2019, Chris. 2021, Chris, is paying the price now. And it's fine. I'll get caught up. Everything will be good. And then we'll be back. And I plan on, I will regain my average of three sh- three videos a week. And I I plan on trying to get that average back for this year. But my, like I said, I've got that Chris's goal spreadsheet. I'm ahead now for painting miniatures. I've got, I'm behind by a couple of articles that I want to write. I've obviously got nearly zero videos. But by the end of the year, there'll be um, 52 videos on the at least so it'll be one video a week so and that'll yeah. be caught up and then i'll get back to to three videos a week we might not all be on x-wing anymore but there'll be content coming once all of this crap sorted out uh oh, do you all want right. me to just roll into my stuff i was gonna say do you want to do your housekeeping real quick so yeah. you can go to bed 
Yep. Uh, so the one thing I did want to say for I'm not I don't think it's going to be Patreon exclusive right now, but I was hanging out last week with uh, a couple of my friends who joined the Discord from the UK who I've not spoken to for a while. We were just doing a, a painting session. So pretty much around about 4 p.m. EST, um, I'm going to be going into a Discord and just hanging out while I do some painting or whatever every Friday. Like, if I can't do it, I'll post in the Discord when it isn't going to be on. So if people want to hang, just literally have a hangout, do some painting, do some hobby, or just literally hang out in chat, I will be in the Dice 8 Discord on Fridays from 4pm. Works out, it's pretty good. For, obviously, my friends from the UK are around as well, so it's like not stupidly late for them. It's If you're on are the you East gonna, Coast... Are you going to be streaming so, that? Uh, I have the camera on kind of thing. It's generally, because I'm in the furnace room, it's just on the iPad at the moment. I was considering trying to set up um, a weird hybrid of sticking a webcam in there on a long cable and then casting it to a TV that I've got in there so that I can still see everything. But yeah, it's not going to be a live stream or anything, but it'll be in the Discord chat. So you can jump in and just mute the uh, the volume or like, mute your mic kind of thing if you want to. So, But yeah, I'll be around doing that, which... I don't know if it'll take off. I have literally no idea, but I thought it's something I'm going to be doing anyway, so I might as well invite people and have a hangout, you know? Well, the only reason I mentioned streaming is if you were streaming it to your YouTube channel, then maybe that might influence you to get more painting done. Oh, um, I've not set it up because of the nature of my painting station at the moment. It's not conducive to doing proper painting videos. I have the facility to do photographs and do written articles on the painting which is what a lot of the articles i'm going to write is going to be about but um yeah so anyway that's just one tangent for listeners if you guys are free around about 4 p.m est on fridays jump in the discord and we'll hang out uh, we have a new neptune's pride game running at the moment so if you signed on for that feel free to you know form all of the alliances with the mystery player dice hate chris no idea who that guy is, but he's sure to win. You know, backing the winning horse. Um, I think that guy. What... I think that guy picked himself out to be like, uh, "Please come attack me and kick me in the face." I don't know what you're talking about. I'm pretty <laughs> sure nothing can ever go wrong where I opt out of being anonymous in this game. Uh, so that started. Uh, if people, well, the listeners asked for it, so he brought it back to redo it. Um, Anyway, you can find us on Facebook at Dice Hate Podcast on uh, not Dice um, Lack of Focus Podcast on Facebook. You can reach out via email to Lack of Focus Podcast at gmail.com. We have a Patreon, which is Lack of Focus on Patreon. You you know what I mean? We're we're everywhere. Uh, I'll see about putting those two extremely early prototype episodes up on the Patreon. They'll be free. So you don't have to actually be a patron to listen to them, much like our in-focus content. We just host it there to give you a reason to visit. And yeah, that's it. I've really enjoyed it. It's a little bit emotional towards the end, you know, but you guys, I the, warned the you, listeners... I warned you I was going to get mushy. No, I mean, for me as well, because I, I, when Sean says he always wonders why we have him on, I always wonder why people still listen. <laughs> And I, I love you guys. You, you are the best listeners I could ever have 
Astral. You're all nice people. I, nothing's ever, there's no drama. There's nothing. It's just easy. And thank you all for being you. Aw, that's sweet. Thank you, Chris. All right, so that's going to do it. Otherwise, I'm going to go on blubbering for another hour or so. If I had more time, I probably would. So that's going to do it for the record-setting episode 70 of Lack of Focus. I do hope you all enjoyed this one, and we will catch you in the next one. And as always, guys, fly casual.